five. Now this is most important, Rat. It comes down to making out whenever possible. Put on side one of Rock All Over You Podcast! Let's rock! Eric and Edwin! Edwin and Eric! They don't give a fuck! They just want you to rock! Yeah! Bam 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 dilly dee! Bam bam bam! Alright everybody, welcome to the Rock All Over You podcast. I'm joined with always as Ed I'm joined always with Edwin Canastracci. I'm already drunk because I gotta get really inebriated for this fucking review. Edwin, how are you? Uh, I'm drunk too. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's not entirely because of this album. Under, oh um, no, for me it's because of this fucking album, man. <laughs> this turn this I got liver poisoning now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're back. I, I was like putting I've listened to this album. More times than I probably should have in my life. Oh. But I, I have listened to it enough that I didn't feel the need. Thankfully, I didn't feel the need to have to listen to it a lot all week long. Because I, I, I pretty much know all the songs. But, uh, but I, by the way, real quick, before, before you introduce our guest, uh, I just want to say, everyone, we listen to this fucking album oh. for you. We listen to this for our viewers. So you better spread your fucking ass cheeks on that subscribe button. Look at what we did for you. We listened to this album. That's now we gotta talk about it. Yeah, and I've actually listened to this album several times before. But I said, you know, we're gonna be even though we're not paid to do this. I was like, I'm gonna be a professional. I should listen to this album all the way through. Oh, that means yeah, first song to last song, including that song and bonus on, track. On, yeah, the front of the CD. Oh, oh, oh we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But so I was like, I was putting this off literally until like two hours ago. I text. And- I I listened to this fucking <laughs> album one time, and like I, I was gonna listen to it at least like two or three times. But like after the first listen, man, I'm like, I, I can't do this shit again. This is like, this is horrible. This is it, it's funny because like this is an album that it's like it's my second least favorite van halen album yeah i'm gonna say van halen well uh, i'm gonna say vangina uh, listen you know we'll, we'll get into that when we introduce our guests but yeah, i yeah. will i do consider this a van halen album uh but i consider it their second worst album balance is my least favorite i definitely think balance is, is that's on what you pop- want us to review at first I so wanted like, yeah there's no yeah. fucking way I, I told you i was like there's no way i can do that at least this album i like knew some of it but like that album, I didn't know any of it. And that album was like way longer. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. Eric just flat out with you. He's like, not doing balance. Like, short. <laughs> <laughs> and I know some songs from this album. So we did that. But this is my second. But it's funny because Balance is an album that I almost always think of as a really horrible album. But this album is more of an album that I just think of as like kind of a mediocre album or a lackluster album. And, you know, whatever kind of album. But then when I was listening to it uh, right before we did the show, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it's it's a bad album. It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but just to show I'm not like uh, totally biased and this Eric's going to not like this, but I'm going to be honest. There are two songs I do like from this album. Oh, Holy my God. Yes, there are two songs I like. Hey, I'm not, you know, I'll be honest when I like something, I like something, you know. And Does Sammy I'm, Hagar have a gun to your head right now, Because I, I will call the police. I have them on speed dial. 
I said this in my Van Halen videos, you know, that I've done, you know, at, on YouTube. I'm not a, like, zero-tolerance Sammy hater like a lot of people in the RMCP army. I'm also not a Sammy apologist either, you know. Um, I'm definitely more of a Dave guy. I'm so much more of a Dave guy that I think Skyscraper's much better in this album. And Skyscraper's oh, not... The grave. Yeah, and Skyscraper's not even that good. But it's much better in this. But that's how much more of a Dave guy I am, for the record. But I I think 5150's all right and uh, the Fuck oh. album. I call it Fuck. I think they're... Although, uh, fuck does I hate that right here right now song I hate that song but I hate the fuck album that, that fuck that, is a perfectly good analogy for that album because that's why I said when I first heard that I was like fuck again well, fuck compared to this album is almost like makes it sound like diver down <laughs> it's like, oh Jesus oh this album's oh don't like it don't like it but we'll get into it but don't worry I'm gonna explain track by track why two songs are all right, you know, not bad, but everything else is shitty. But believe it or not, Eric, we have this guest, this very special guest. Who oh, yes, love. I forgot. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. He's been hanging back just listening <laughs> to us. He's like, he's chopping at the bit right now. These fucking assholes. That's what he's thinking. Because Bushy, <laughs> I knew Bushy was going to like this album. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I knew he was going <laughs> to like this album. But he had this post on Facebook yesterday where he said, he was like, Man, this I forgot how good this album is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Jesus. So, I was Absolutely. like, man, did we get the right guest for this episode? Yeah, so we gotta have someone <laughs> that actually likes this shit to come on here. Hey, Bushy, so how you doing? Bushy! What yeah. is going on, guys? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me back. Um, I, I've noticed a trend here. You're only going to have me here for things you hate. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to do the Kiss Crazy Nights review. Oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> I remember Edwin hit me oh, up. He's like, that's a good Edwin. idea. <laughs> spoiler alert, I fucking love that one, too. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, shit. Oh. I'm going to you say uh, David Leoroff Skyscraper is his best solo album. All right. Oh. Okay, you, you, uh, you redeemed yourself. I'm going to say. It makes sense, though. You like liking OU812 does make sense because that this is Van Halen's Skyscraper. So, it, it's very keyboardy. Uh, we'll yeah. definitely talk about that. Um, Fifty-one fifty. I'm actually not a huge fan of of really? the of the, of the uh, Sammy era. My two least favorite Sammy albums are Balance and Fifty-one uh, Fifty. I actually had to reach out to Mark Alton Taylor today and say, "Hey, dude, I was looking through my Van Halen albums on you know on my digital because you know I'm a DJ or I'm sorry, internet radio personality." And I'm like, I don't have 5150 or balance on, on you know on digital. Can you send them to me? And then I'm like, well, send me Van Halen 3, which you guys seem to fucking forget is worse than anything Sammy ever did with Van Halen. Uh, it's complicated. It's co- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what bitches say when they're so bad, stuck in like... somebody else's dick, okay? No, it's not complicated. It's just shitty. <laughs> there, there's some... It's complicated because... It, Gary Sharon didn't stand a chance, man. Yeah, I mean, like, Gary Sharon. They're already so dead Sammy. at that point. No way. No, Sammy no, I, has what, a great what, voice. Yeah, what's oh, compli- God. Yeah, no, no, what's com- oh, okay, well, we're, we're going to have some things to say about that. Oh. But I will say this. Gary Sharon as a vocalist did make me... It, it, uh, let's just say it, it, there was one uh, online critic whom I'm, I'm a fan of and friend of, Mark Prindle, and he once said when he heard Van Halen 3, he said, Gary Schroen did the impossible. He made me miss Sammy Hager. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, I do, remember uh, my old bass player and I, uh, we sat down one night and watched the Van Halen Live uh, VHS, because, yeah, I'm old, uh, with Gary Sharon on vocals. And both of us were just looking at this, because we were both big Sammy fans. I mean, look, 20 years ago, you could have told me that 5150, OU812, Front Law for Carnal Knowledge, or Balance were bad albums at all. Like, I, I would not have been objective at all. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been through life, so now you you, you, you handle things better. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, I, I've learned. You know, that's, <laughs> I, I also hate on mass now. You know, 20 years ago, we'd have fought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, we watched this Gary Sharon fronting Van Halen concert video, and I was like, "What? Look at this prissy <laughs> bitch prancing around on stage! This is horrible! I mean, this, this is horrible!" Yeah, yeah. No, fuck Van Sharon. Okay. No, that, 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 that's where I'm record. anti. I, I am anti Van Sharon. Well, it's good that you got some standards. Now, <laughs> think about Van Halen three, and I don't want this to become a Van Halen three fucking review. But sure. But look, why, look, look what I did for you. Stuff. Yeah. That's what I did for you. I got it out of the way. Mark, we, kid, we kissed your ass. So yeah, now you can... <laughs> it's complicated because musically there are some moments on that album where it sounds like Eddie's kind of getting his balls back a bit. Like it's a little more hard rocking. There's, kind of, there's more of an edge than I heard from Eddie during the Sammy period. So I kind of heard it, like hear it, and I think to myself, gee, if David Lee Roth had rejoined the band at this moment, I can see this being kind of like a cool, darker kind of raw Van Halen album. Unfortunately, fucking Gary Sharon's the singer on it, and uh, it just I fucking hate fucking, Gary Sharon. He just destroys it. He just it's, yeah. he's just got such a grating voice. Like I say, he's very take silent acidity over fucking more than words any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are pretty. I, those I, are both I, pretty bad. I, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those songs I, both fucking suck. <laughs> More than words, like hole in my ass. What? What are the fuck extreme roads? Oh. You think about Gary Sharon? I said this in my uh, YouTube fan hail video, but Gary Sharon's just so try hard, you know, and it, it, it comes through. Like it just comes through. Like everything he thinks, you know, it's like it's like Paul Stanley. <laughs> He's just trying so fucking hard. Yeah, it's but it's like Paul Stanley today. This was yes. cool back in the oh, 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It ain't like Paul Stanley, like, you know, rock and roll over. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it's like Paul now. He's just, he's embarrassing. There's just something kind of cringy and embarrassing about him. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Sammy Hager, as we'll talk about, has some cringy moments here. Oh, uh, he is the he is <laughs> terrible. But oh. Sammy Hager. I will just say this. Unlike Gary, though, he doesn't sound like he's trying hard. Sammy Hagar just naturally sucks. Yeah, you, got, you guys are on dog food. One of the greatest voices of rock and roll. <laughs> oh my god, greatest vo- Jesus. He, I like. I'll be the. I'm gonna be the guy in the middle here because I will say there's a couple songs where I think he kind of pulls it off. <laughs> He's got a great Jesus. voice. I love his voice. I have all of Sammy Hagar's shit. Oh, <laughs> We're there talking are... Montrose Van Halen. Well, no, I actually I have to get a couple Van Halen albums with him on it. Yeah. Uh, but all of his solo stuff, his chicken foot stuff, his oh, like, listen, listen, fucking that? chicken foot, Jesus Christ! So you're like a you're like a bona fide Sammy Hagar oh. fan. Yeah, I'm. A, I, I love Sammy Hagar, man. I always have. But it, you're like a Red Rocket guy. Oh. <laughs> Not Red Rocket. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bushy, you're you're the big Sammy Hagar fan, and uh, for whatever reason, and and you're our special guest. Uh, 
uh, how did you discover Van Halen and then and then Van Hagar in this album? <laughs> Van Halen, I actually discovered with the first album much later, obviously, because uh, I was born in '75. My mom was married to a guy ten years younger. I mean, she was 31, he was 21, and. Uh, Man, he was a big hard rock and heavy metal fan. He got me into a lot of stuff that I had never heard because it wasn't on the radio. Uh, so I actually heard, what, Jamie's Crying and Ice Cream Man I before Cream Man. I had heard this particular album. Because this one came out in 88. So yeah. I would have been 13 when this came out. And, and I, you know, I dug the Van Halen sound. I, lo- I, I love that brown sound. I thought it was real cool. You know, that guitar, when I heard Eruption, I was like... What the hell is this crazy sound? I've never, I've been listening to Kiss since I was five years old. I've never heard this kind of shit before. What What is going on here? Obviously, with the advent of MTV, and by the time, you know, cable finally comes to the small town my dad moved us to in northern New York, because he didn't want to live in government quarters anymore. He wanted to build his own house. We lived in a town of 350 people. There was no cable. So Cable finally came in about a year or so. It's about yeah, about 1988, man. That song "Finish What You Started" was blowing up all over the, you know, all over MTV. It was all over, you know, top 40 radio. Because like it or not, it's the number one album. Yeah. Yeah, there are two songs from this album, the two big hits that you. They were almost you never. I didn't go a week without hearing one of those two songs on the radio. Yeah, they, this one in, in the ballot. They were everywhere. Yeah. They were uh, everywhere. Yeah. And I, that, yep. that, I don't want to give too much of my review away of Finish What You Started, but I thought it, I thought Sammy looked cooler. I liked his curly fucking hair. <laughs> oh, I loved God. his voice. You thought he was dreamy. You liked his locks. Are you yeah, in the Bette Midler, too? Do you find her Are you attractive? in the Bette Midler? Do you find her attractive? Be honest. I mean, she was okay at Beaches, but I kind of like the chick, <laughs> <laughs> I kinda liked the chick that died more. <laughs> Barbara Hershey. Yeah, Barbara yeah, Hershey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I I thought that it was a you know it was a cool song. I liked the look. I liked the sound. It's it was bluesy. And I love the blues. Okay. So everything. I get the blues when I hear Van Hagar. <laughs> it's Van Halen. Van Hagar, Vangina. <laughs> oh god. It's Eddie's okay. fault, damn it. I'm sick of hearing this shit about Sandy fucking up Van Halen. It was Eddie that oh, did. Wait, wait, wait. Are you wait, 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 wait. Wait, Bushy. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. Is Bushy admitting something's wrong? Well, why no. is there someone's at fault then? I'm saying that I can't. <laughs> I can't everybody talk this See, shit but, about Van Halen with Sammy. This was Eddie's doing. And yeah, Eddie you're made the better. They skyrocketed wrong. to number one. They're selling out stadiums. They were awesome. Yeah, okay. oh, God. Yeah, it, it's true. It's name. true. It's true. You know, people like Nelson and Mr. Mister. You know, this shit was popular. Loverboy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like Nelson and Loverboy. I'm not a big Mr. Mister fan. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Mr. Mister, that band fucking sucked. Sucked. <laughs> <laughs> not nearly as good as, like, The Cure or anything. No, actually, we all actually like The Cure. That's the yeah, The Cure's pretty fucking good, man. They're but that'd be a boring episode. Decent. We're going to have you on... To talk about how we all like like head of the door or something that'd be kind of boring. So this is this is more fun. <laughs> yeah, look, it's not fun. It it took me three weeks of putting salve on my asshole after the last time I sat down with you guys. <laughs> you know, I Are couldn't you... sit down right. I couldn't walk right. I was just raped, and I was raped by my own co-host for Christ's sake. It I mean, was bad. They don't it make water hot enough. 
Yeah, it was a Jodie Foster on the pinball machine kind of oh. rape. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Tay in the Damn. wind. Tay in the wind. Yeah, it was bad. I felt, I felt ashamed to be part of it. <laughs> I had you know, There's always that one guy who's raping that always seems like a little, like he's just doing it for peer pressure. You know, that guy. Yeah. The that, guy that guy had sudden impact that went all retarded that <laughs> couldn't do anything. Yeah. Or the you guy know. in I Spit on Your Grave who was like also like kind of retarded, you know, yeah. he was like, I don't want to do it. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Now, now we got a theme going. I don't want to be the retarded guy here. No, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> oh, you're, you're the one getting raped in this episode, no, man. No, we're going to come back to uh, retardation when we go track by track. <laughs> oh, lordy. But, but it's good one. How did you... Look, I listened to this album yesterday, and I listened to it just for fun because oh, I didn't—I didn't have to take notes. I was like, "Fuck it, man! Let me listen to this again just to be sure." And I'm listening to it, and it was just me home. My daughter's at school. Man, I had my stereo thumping, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck, man! This well, is cops should have came to your fucking house." <laughs> no, it was great. I listened to it again like twice today, and on my oh. second time listening to it today, I went ahead and wrote notes down. Awesome. Do, do you still love it? Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, this is great. I love that Bushy <laughs> loves this. Um, it's, it's still one of my top favorite Van Halen records. I, I, I wanted, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say this. And Bushy, I apologize for my role. Like, even though I was like the half retarded, like reluctant, like I know it's wrong, but I'm just doing it out of peer pressure rape guy. <laughs> even though I was that guy. Uh, now, actually, it makes sense that I was that guy because now I feel really bad about raping you over uh girls 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 because when i was listening to this i was like you know what girls 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 wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs> it was like all of the name all of the name of might be the best song on that <laughs> hey hey i tell you it's better than about six or seven songs on this album <laughs> see bushy i'm i'm the guy in deliverance that's just gonna be like screaming like come on squeal like a pig <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to this and thinking, oh, I was a little hard on Girls, Girls, Girls. I mean, yeah, it's a bad album, but, you know. Oh, I'll admit. It's not like oh, this. And, oh, I'll and, fucking, I'll admit, I, I when I listened to this album, like, once, I was like, Jesus, I fucking miss Girls, Girls, Girls. Like, I guess I'll go into real quick about Van Halen and, and Vangina. So I discovered Van Halen. My mom had the Best of Both Worlds CD. So the first half was Dave. Second half was Sammy Hagar. So I listened to... My mom played that album on our way to the Kalahari Water Park. We'd always go there, like, you know, around, like, February or March. Like, sometime in the winter for, like, a trip with, like, her friend from work and her two kids. It was a lot of fun. She brought, like, a bunch of CDs, and she brought that Van Halen Best of Both Worlds CDs. And I'm getting into Kiss and all these fucking bands. And so I hear Van Halen, and it's, like, the second half. And I hear the Sammy Hagar bullshit... And I just hated it immediately. It just sounded like pussy-ass fucking clit rock, as uh, your co-host Mel Mike would call it. And I fucking hated it. And ironically, VH1 was playing that Sam Sam and Dave TV show on the TV at the hotel. And I saw it, and I'm like, hey, Mom, who are these two guys? And she's like, well, these are the two guys that were the singers for Van Halen. That's Sammy Hagar, and that's David Lee Roth. I see Sammy Hagar, and he looks like a fucking dumbass like dorky fucking stepdad looking piece of shit and i'm like that guy looks fucking lame as fuck but then i see dave and dave's got the long hair he's got all these hot bitches with him he's doing all the 
like shit with like the ninja swords and whatnot, the katanas. And I'm like, that guy is badass. And then so my mom played me like the David Lee Ross side of that CD. I'm like, now this guy's fucking awesome. You know, I heard Run with the Devil, fucking Panama, Unchained, and I, I was hooked, man. You know, went home, raided my mom's CD collection because she had all the Van Halen CDs, uh, you know, real Van Halen, not that Bette Midler bullshit. And, you know, I was just hooked, man, and fucking hated Sammy. I tr- And I tried. I legit tried, you know. As a kid, I hated the Sammy shit. But then, you know, as an adult, I figured, well, maybe I'm a little older, more mature. Maybe I'll get it. Okay. But no, that shit just, no, it's horrible. <laughs> and then, too, like, Sammy Agar releases his book. And this guy just acts like a total fucking dick. Like, he, you know, talks so much shit about Eddie but yeah, he still can't get over the fact that he's not in Van Halen anymore. He whines about it. And he just acts like a total dick. And at the end of the day, Van Halen sold more. The Sammy Hagar shit, like, aged like milk in August sun. It's just, it's terrible. It's tripe. It's crap. And I haven't listened to this fucking album today. Like, because I didn't rem- besides the singles that, like, were played on radio or whatnot, I knew none of this crap. Because I hadn't listened to it in, like, so long. And I, I felt like a fucking girl losing her virginity. Because this shit fucking hurt. And it hurt fucking badly. Like, this was... Like, I, I had to listen to it, like, in private with my headphones. Because I tried playing it, like, just on the computer. And, like, cops came to my door and, like, Sir, can you keep the gay orgy down? And I'm like, no, I'm just listening to Van Hagar. And they're like, do you need an ambulance? And I'm like, no, no, it's for a fucking review. So, this shit was terrible. And... I, I literally, I was only able to listen to this album fucking once. It was just that fucking bad. Like, I did not want to subject myself to this shit again. It was so bad. So, Edwin, what? how did you discover Van Halen, then Van Hagar, and, and this album? Yeah, I, I, I listen, I'm gonna, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm gonna be the guy that says, <laughs> go to my YouTube video for all the full details. I did a Van Halen Rankarama where I went into that. In full detail. I'll give you just the cliff notes here. Okay, the cliff notes is obviously I was a child of the '80s, so I knew about Van Halen. I mean, I knew about Van Halen. Yeah. Because, I don't know, Bushy. What were you doing when fucking '84 was out? <laughs> I mean, you know, don't you remember that jump in Panama and all that I shit? I was in Heidelberg, Germany. We didn't have Ooh. a real good uh, uh, rock radio station. We had the Armed shit. Forces but- Radio and Television Network. Well, there you go. That explains and it. Yeah, because actually, Van Halen played didn't really a lot cross of. Over to you, from what yeah, I you heard a lot of different kinds of things. I mean, I do remember seeing um, D. Snyder on the TV station AFN, which was the only English-speaking station in the fucking country, and uh, him talking about heavy metal, you know, because he was trying to get people to listen to the radio station. But uh, they played everything. You would hear a pop song. You would hear a country song. You would hear. Uh, well, I don't know that rap even existed at that point. But you would hear, a, like, a Motown song. Then you might hear a rock and roll song. You know, you heard a whole nice. bunch of different things. So you were inundated with a, one certain style of music. Gotcha. Well, it, that explains it. Yeah, because if you were living in America in the mid-'80s, you would have heard, at very least, shit from 1984. Because it was yeah, everywhere. Yeah, 5115 <laughs> OU812 are direct descendants of 1984. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it, and even like even some of the stuff in the first album, you sometimes heard like um, you know, "Run with the Devil" and stuff like that. 
So, uh, the, so I knew of Van Halen. Uh, uh, David Lee Roth had become a big star, you know, as a in his own right, you know, California Girls and you know, his, Yankee Rose and all that stuff on MTV. So I was very, as a child, I was aware of David Lee Roth and Van Halen. And then my brother, it was like fifty one fifty. It's probably one of the first CDs he bought. It was like along with Dawkins, Back for the Attack, the Lost Boys soundtrack, the Rocky Four soundtrack. He used to, he liked uh, lifting weights, so he would pump iron to like Rocky Four and fifty one fifty. He played that album a lot. So maybe, oh God. hold on, can I interrupt you? That yeah. is so fucking cliche. That's like, you know, <laughs> bouncers jerking off watching Roadhouse. That's a, uh, uh, Rocky Four. I'm gonna pump some iron. You're the best. But no, that's well, to, 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 to be to be fair, <laughs> he, was a, he was a teenager, but but. He still does it now as an adult. So. <laughs> I love that guy. He'd probably get along. Oh, yeah. He still has the same CD. He's got, like, an actual... He's got the, you know, what do you call, like, the little, like, the little case with your CDs in it? Oh, the little envelope guy. thing where... The envelope thing? Yeah. You just put the jacket and the CD in it? Yeah, yeah. He's still got one of those. That's God fucking damn. It's like, it's like a Mortal Kombat one. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's so better than those final collecting nerds. Uh, I love the fact he still has that. Probably has none of the jewel cases, right? Oh no, no, he, he yeah, he threw that shit out. <laughs> that's just beautiful. Has, yeah, he just has it all in the plastic, and he's God got like, damn. And the only it, this this sums up my brother. Listen, he's got that, and his only Van Halen album he's got is uh, Fifty One Fifty. He's got the Rocky Four soundtrack. He yeah, I know he, he. I think he's got like No Doubt's greatest hits. <laughs> Hey, no doubt has some good songs. He's got He's lifted weights. Hearts on fire. There's no easy way out. He loves it. He loves it. Cobra Kai's his favorite show. He loves it. Hey, 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 let's not talk shit about Cobra Kai. I love Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. Fucking Daniel LaRusso was the bad guy. He talked. Look, we were supposed to be talking about Van Halen. I'm not going to argue with you for the next hour and a half about. No, we're talking about Van Gyros. That's why we're trying to talk about other shit. So, well, I think maybe I'm easy on 5150 because there is a touch of nostalgia. You know, my brother's five years older. You know, I was a little kid in elementary school. So, you know, my, my brother being this older, you know, high school kid that had. Long, wavy, cool hair. Was driving a red Firebird. Was banging hot blondes. Oh, it was <laughs> red. Yeah, he had a red Firebird. Yeah. Damn, like like the red rocker. Yeah, oh, God. And, and my brother had like big hair, and he was like in high school because he was very handsome. He was like fucking really hot blonde chicks that looked like you know Heather Locklear and stuff in high school. Yeah, <laughs> and, fucking hot chicks rules. And then so so you know so I associate fifty one fifty kind of with that a little bit. And, and I do think there's a there's there's a bit of a 1984 hangover where Eddie Van Halen still kind of knew how to write a song. Now that comes into play. I'll come back to that when talking about this album. <laughs> but there was a little bit of a hangover where you could tell, like, yeah, this, yeah, Dave's gone, and you can immediately hear what's missing with Dave not being in a band. But it's kind of like those early like Beatles solo albums. Like you kind of hear, like, okay, yeah, this is what that guy brought to the band, you know. And, you know, Eddie Van Halen, at least it sounds like the Eddie Van Halen from 1984 without David Lee Roth. That's what I think 5150 sounds like. It doesn't sound like, don't get me wrong, it ain't fucking fair warning fucking Eddie Van Halen. But it does sound a bit like this is 1984 Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, but without Dave making the songs better. 
You know, that's what 5150 sounds like to me. But this is like two years after that, and it's like, whoa, what a difference two years makes. But so so that's why I think of 5150. I was I didn't myself get into Van Halen until like I would say the early 90s. By this point, I was already into my own kind of music and not just listening to what my brother listened to. And I listened to like I was into Metallica and thrash and grunge and I or like 70s rock. I loved ACDC and Aerosmith. It's like 70s Aerosmith. So I was already kind of fairly educated with hard rock. And I saw uh, I saw Unchained, the Unchained video, which is, you know, that live uh, at Largo clip on Headbangers Ball. And it just fucking blew me away. It's like, God, because I always thought of Van Halen as like a popular band. Because all I knew was like 1984 stuff and the, the Van Hagar stuff. So I didn't know how ass-kicking they were, you know? So uh, so when I saw Unchained, I was like, holy shit, this is like the greatest fucking rock song of all time. And I got Fair Warning. So Fair Warning was actually my first Van Halen album. And I immediately fell in love with that album. And I had to get every David Lee Roth era album. The only one I didn't get for a while was Diver Down. But I eventually... That's my favorite. Uh, really? God, but that's... I love it. It switches I like though. It, it alternates a lot, but right now that's my favorite. I it's... actually love. Uh, I actually love Diver Down the most. I like too. Diver Down. I oh do. yeah, we actually yeah, agree I... on something. <laughs> yeah, I do like Diver Down. I'm not amazed that uh, I'm just amazed that you think it's the best album. That's all. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but hey, we we all like what we like. To me, it's clearly Fair Warning or the first two. But anyway, or maybe even uh, Women and Children first. I don't know, the first four. To me, it's like the first four albums. It's like talk. one good song on fucking Fair Warning. Oh, my fuck. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> but I, 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 Unchained? Is that the song? Dirty Movies. I love Dirty Movies. You don't like Unchained? What the fuck? like Unchained? It's, a, it's okay, but... <laughs> oh, my God. No. Dude, I've got Burnout Factor on it. I... Everyone yeah, sings all these out. praises the fucking fair warning. I'm like, uh, oh. oh man, it's amazing. I can skip the needle on most of that record. Oh, they're fucking yeah, oh, smoking. I, I, I want the crack you're smoking up there in the mountains because it's got to be good <laughs> shit. We do that want, moonshine up here. The, the, I want the OU812 moonshine crack special. <laughs> they drink that good corn liquor, not the shit you buy at the store. Yeah, it's that shit that turns Fair Warning into a bad album. Oh, yeah, yeah eight real. two, oh, a fucking God. unheralded gem. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so... I'm on the record as having said that before, by the way, on Fair Warning, so it's not... This is not like me trying to be contrarian. No, uh, I Because I'm, I believe I've reviewed uh, Fair Warning and, uh, and this album back-to-back... Uh, on, on Freeform, and uh, they were floored when I said I like this album better. Yeah, well, and no disrespect to Mark, but people might actually listen to this episode. So, <laughs> so, so this is going to be the first time hearing this for a lot of people. Well, these are all brand new notes. <laughs> and a brand uh, new, brand new perspective. Hey, hey, and we love you, Mark. Actually, Mark's going to be our next yeah. episode. It's gonna be he great. is, yeah, Mark, yeah, yeah. This drink is for Mark. Yeah, and we're going to plug that episode. Hey, listen to that Freeform episode. Yeah, listen to Freeform Rock Podcast. Where, where Bushy said this crazy shit for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so anyway. I, I, so, I am an anomaly. It's okay. Yeah. 
Hey, I, 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 you, you, you do you, Bushy. That's the I thing mean, about. I mean, that, I hate Rush. Go figure. Hey, be, oh my God, Bushy. That's weird because I don't know. If but you also like New Halo. York style pizza, and uh, uh, well, I'm with Bushy on the New York pizza. Oh now, God, it's a piece of paper with cheese on it. God damn. Pizza. Now, I anyway. want a fucking casserole. I'll have a casserole, but my mother's <laughs> hey, passed more away. Food. I don't get him anymore. Hey, hey, listen. There's pizza, <laughs> and there's just like fucking. I don't know, pastry of tomato sauce that you like. That, that, <laughs> Chicago deep dish is where it's 17, at, man. 17 inches of crust. Why are you so against more? What is it with you New Yorkers and you hate more food? It's just more fucking dough. It's bullshit. It's fake. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's a lot of cheese and shit. It's all the good shit. Oh, and the man. crust is amazing. I want dough. I'll go to the local county fair and get some fried dough. At least that shit's good. I want a piece of paper. I'll go to fucking Office Max. I don't know, I'll fucking order a Mr. Pillow and put some fucking tomato <laughs> sauce on the pillow and fucking eat it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, Chicago deep dish. It's great. Oh, oh. <laughs> the thing is, is I've actually had deep dish Chicago pizza in fucking Chicago. Eric's never been to New York. He doesn't know if New York pizza is good or not. He just looks at it and doesn't like it. It's just, yeah. it's flat as fuck. Hey, just because... It doesn't taste like Domino's, motherfucker. If it tasted like Domino's, uh, I would I, say New York pizza sucks. I, I guarantee if I tried New York pizza, I would still take Domino's over it. <laughs> okay. Now, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's back, a good segue. Let's get into the fucking first song. Literally the dumbest thing I just want to say one thing before we get into this. So, a Van Hagar... I didn't get into Van Hagar for. Uh, I, I mean, I never got into Van Hagar. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not I even off for unlawful carnal knowledge. That record was everywhere. Yeah, oh, and, and fuck I that album uh, with the exception of right here, right now, which I immediately hate it and still. Oh, hate. love it! What a great song! Oh, horrible. <laughs> Found it like a Pepsi commercial before it became a Pepsi commercial. Oh, oh great song! But but God. but I I remember thinking these songs aren't bad. I, like, I thought, they're not bad. Like, Pound Cake's all right. Like, I didn't think Best they were Best of bad. both worlds, standing on top of the world? Come on! Best of both worlds God. is on 5150. Know your favorite band, Bushy. Damn real. <laughs> they're not my favorite band. All right. But you're right, it is on 5150. Yeah, right? I know I know my fucking band, China. <laughs> See, I don't have 5150 here. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, but you know, I I didn't hate them. In fact, I didn't know about all the Sammy Hagar hate, hate until I got into the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. <laughs> I didn't know that there was this whole society of people that hated Sammy Hagar. Like I, 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 I didn't either until I discovered that podcast. To be yes, honest, I didn't know. I like I. It was already clear at a certain point that yeah, people like David Lee Roth stuff the best. Like it became canonized on classic rock radio i would say like by the late 90s it was kind of clear that that's what people like best and you know there's let's just say there's a reason why you don't see remastered editions of the van hagar albums you know (laughs) they might have went to number one then but they obviously aren't moving the units anymore it's i i I would i would definitely stipulate that this record could definitely use a remix (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, could use a remix and a. Yeah, no, no, calm down, yeah, no, calm down. There's things that need to be brought forward. 
Giles Martin could say this thing. We'll we'll get into that during the track by track. There are things that need to be moved forward and things that need to be moved backwards in the mix. All you need to do is move this album to a fucking trash can. Hey, hey, you just (laughs) shut up over there. You eat your fucking pizza casserole and you just hush. Anyway, I'm going to eat it. It's going to be good, man. Let me just wrap this up. Let me just wrap up my preamble. So what I'm getting at is... I wasn't really aware that people hated Sammy Hagar or that Van Hagar was considered such shit. I just, like I said, I heard it and just like, yeah, you know, it, I don't like it as much as the Dave shit. That's all. It wasn't like anything like, ooh, I hate Sammy Hagar. I remember the Gary Sharon album coming out and thinking, this is horrible. This guy sucks. Oh, but also, God, I don't like Extreme, so that didn't help because I didn't like Extreme either. See, I don't either. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Extreme so, fucking yeah. sucks. We all agree on something. Yeah, I remember. It's like you got the fucking Extreme guy for for Van Halen. Like immediately was going in there. Like you, they, he would have had to do something really impressive for me not to hate him. But then he went and just sounded like Gary Sharon. So uh, anyway, <laughs> but. So I wasn't like a Sammy hater, but for whatever reason, I just didn't really get around to getting the Van Hagar albums, you know. But it's Van Halen, yeah, Van, well, and I'll Van say, I, I will. I only kind of say Van Hagar to kind of separate the era to make it clear. But yes, technically, come on, it's three guys in Van Halen. If we're going to consider ACDC, ACDC, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, after Paul Diano, if we're going to consider. Uh, you well, know, come on, Black, Black Sabbath. We Black don't say Sabbath. Black Dio. We don't say Black yeah, Bush. Exactly. That's, well, that's yeah. different. Dio didn't ruin the fucking yeah, band. Yeah. Just because it started to suck doesn't mean it's not the same band. And that's kind of what Bushy was getting at. Like, hey, if you don't like what the direction Eddie went into, it's his fucking band. You know, Sammy ain't calling the fucking shots. It's yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie hired Sammy like he and, knew what he was getting himself into. Yeah, exactly. So, listen, it's Van Halen. That, that's that's you what just I hate. Like I hate the Sammy hate like Sammy killed this. And it's like, look, Eddie made the decisions. Eddie, Eddie made the choice. Eddie gave David the boot. Now, now I will say, okay, because I'm not, I'm not a fucking moron. Like I said, out of four records, I like two. Okay. Uh, the six-pack? Dude, it's hard to argue with them. I think Diver Down is overrated, or not Diver Down. Uh, Fair Warning Fair is warning. overrated. Yeah, but it's it's still a good fucking record. So I like to fuck with people. It's like, yeah, it's got one good song. No, it, there's good stuff on there, and we know Diamond Dave. I mean, that is Van Halen. That's when they were selling the most. We understand that. Now all the you know the number one albums and stuff that that came with Sammy, and that was just because of the shift in the music scene through that mid '80s era. Yeah, it was and going it was for more keyboard-driven yeah. fucking, you know, yeah, you know, keyboard-driven rock and roll. Because I hate that it's called glam metal. When you, if, you, if you look on Wikipedia, it calls it glam metal. It's like, no, it's not. This is a fucking rock and roll album. Van Halen was never a glam band, although they were definitely the precursors to glam. They but inspired me, it a lot. Me being it. a glam metal guy, I have to understand that Van Halen was a glam metal band, and I have to get out of my head that as I listen to it today. It's not glammy at all. <laughs> no, but it's a little more like you could hear why those albums, this the the albums of Sammy did well at that period. Because even yes. though even those albums aren't really glam metal, it it fits that era. It's they're, a little lighter. Definitely it's a, very of the time. And and there are slicker. times during this review that I'll 
both side and disagree with you guys because there are songs that are very fucking dated on this record. Yeah, especially the production. And and, and Eddie himself has insulted this production. He said it was a sh- uh, sonically it was shit. Um, too bad he didn't realize that when he was uh, doing it. <laughs> but he, uh, he said, yeah, they, it, this yeah. deserves a remix so much. Yeah, yeah, it, it does have a really bad production. Um, I do think there's compositional issues too. <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll get to that. But I guess what I'm getting at, to just wrap this up finally, when I finally got these albums, I kind of went into it with an open mind, like a spirit of uh, completion, like that point where you go, like, I might as well finish up, I might as well have all the albums, you know? So it it was like the early or maybe, I think it was like the early 2000s or something. Like, finally, it's like, okay, now I'll finally go to Amazon and buy up those albums with Sammy Hagar. So like I so that was actually the first time I heard this album. Like I knew the two hit songs, of course, but that's it. That's all I knew. And I'll talk a little bit about this when we get into the first song. But I still remember, like, my reaction when I first heard this album for the first time. Like, and it was in the 2000s. So that's the thing. Imagine I imagine the experience of being kind of a person in 1988. That's a teenager that might be like you know, banging some hot chick that likes bad music, you might listen to this album differently. But as a as a guy in 2007 listening to this album for the first time, it was, let's just say, I, I definitely had different ears. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, you're our guest, Bushy, and you're such a good sport, and you're gonna, and we're really gonna test you on this one. Um, I think with every one of these songs, Eric, we should always start with Bushy, because... Yeah. Because I don't want Bushy to have to follow us after these songs. <laughs> For real. So, I'm, but, I'm, well, hey, I'm, I'm going to let Bushy talk because i got to take a way. quick bathroom break. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But Bushy, that would make the, the sodomizing hurt a little bit less if we let you go first. I, I, I don't Or easier. That. That's the whole idea. We want you in front of us. Because <laughs> it's not really sodomy if it's the other way around. Oh, Lord. I'm, I'm going to be like doing the Shawshank Redemption by the end of this. I'm just going to bend over and say, hurry up and get it over with. Okay, so let's open this up with this this opening song, which I'm very curious to hear what you think of. Mine, all mine. All right, uh, I, I I dig the tune. Um, sure, it's man, it's keyboard heavy, um, and it kind of has a tendency to drown out Eddie's guitar, which which annoys me. But the drums are driving. Sammy sounds fucking great. The guitar solo smokes. Like, Eddie at least brings a good guitar solo. Uh, I dig it. It's not a favorite song of mine. <clears throat> okay. Did you hear that, Eric? No, I just got back. <laughs> okay. Okay. He gave a kind of a lukewarm, positive review of uh, mine. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he liked the guitar solo. He thinks Sammy sounds great. Uh, two keyboards are too loud. The drums are all right. Uh, it's kind of a, what you'd say a mid-tier song in your opinion. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Not a good opening. <laughs> oh, and he thinks it's not a good opening. Oh. Okay. 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 You show some promise, Bushy. Yeah. You're, you're not going to consider this full on sodomy then, because because uh, we're going to mirror some of the things. Okay. I'm getting into this. I've been wanting to talk about mine on mine for two hours now. <laughs> I'm talking. ready. All right, this is actually one of the songs I remember when I first listened to this album for the first time in the 2000s. Uh, because when it first came on, I thought there was a mistake. 
like I thought there was something wrong with my CD. Uh, <laughs> I, I li- I'm still listening to CD. I was like inserting it into my computer, just back when my computer had a disk drive. So I put it on, and I literally, I'm not, I'm not saying this just to be funny. I really thought there was like there was something fucked up about my CD because it comes in so awkwardly. It just doesn't sound like a first song. Right. That, uh, yeah, that I thought it was either like, oh, there's like this, my CD's fucked up, like it's skipping or something, or it's like a later track and maybe it's not the first track and something happened. And I look and I was like, no. And then I started it again, you know, to, to check it out, to make sure it was right. And I was like, no, they're just like intentionally opening up the album this way. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> It comes on. All I can say in, in uh, screenwriting circles, we would call this clunky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just it comes on clunky. It doesn't sound like an opening track. It, it's not a good opening track. It's, it's a decent song, but it's a filler, you know, late first side, early second side song. Yeah, I, you're being kind to it. <laughs> I, I also think it's a really bad song. <laughs> but at least we can all agree. It's it's definitely not what should be opening this album. I mean, I'm looking at this. I don't really know what should open it, but it shouldn't be this one. All I can tell you, it's awkward. It comes in awkwardly. Uh, I will say this. I'm just going to say this out of the gate. Alice Van Halen, easily the VIP of this album. Easily. He's trying. He's trying to do something with this fucking album. (laughs) That's all I can say. I'll give Alex credit. He's trying. He's trying to make it work. Dude, those drums are driving in this <laughs> he's song. Try, he's trying to make this sound like a rock song. <laughs> it's not, but he's trying. In fact, the keyboards. Uh, yeah, the keyboard's loud. I'm not even like an anti-keyboard guy. Me neither, but turn them the <laughs> fuck down. But they're too loud. They're kind of... A, a, listen, I this song to me sounds like the best way to describe it is retarded Genesis. And it's not it, even the worst keyboard song no, no, on the record. Yeah, no, uh, might be. I might. No, I it's definitely not. I see. Well, we might have to argue because I, I think one song sounds like half retarded Genesis, whereas this sounds like full on retarded Genesis. Like you know that movie Harrison Ford um, uh, regarding Henry when yeah, he gets yeah. shot and he becomes a retard. Well, this is kind of <laughs> like like imagine if like Tony. <laughs> I just want to say. That I apologize to anybody that is mentally handicapped. Yeah, I, I am we are not empathy. talking about you. We are definitely we not. a different time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I be, I, I'm empathetic. I'm actually, I'm a little concerned about Van Halen. I, I'm very empathetic. It, but it's like, okay, so imagine like, like uh, regarding Henry. Imagine if Phil Collins, Tony Banks, and Mike uh, Rutherford like all walked into a convenience store at the same time and got shot and became retards. Imagine. <laughs> I would call that Genesis because I don't like them anyway. Yeah, well, and then, then they went into a recording studio and they tried to record one of their regular sounding songs, but because they're retarded, they kind of don't get it right, you know. So, but it, it's close. It's like it sounds like you, like they kind of have a memory of what they used to sound like before they got retarded, but it's kind of just not right. That's what the song sounds like to me. It just sounds like retarded Genesis. Like it's not. It's like they're doing it wrong. <laughs> And, and and I disagree about the guitar solo. In fact, this guitar solo, surprisingly, because Eddie Van Halen is fucking Eddie Van Halen, you know? And this guitar solo kind of sucks. Oh, man, you fucking, you're a dog, yeah, dude. That's, no, it that sounds solo's like, great. It sounds like uh, you know, CZ DeVille, like, doing an eruption. <laughs> it's, it's off. It's that awful. was awesome. 
<laughs> it's just really bad. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, Eddie? How drunk? He had to be really drinking a lot during this album. It just sounds messy. It's, it's retarded Genesis. Bad guitar solo. Fucking Alex, he's not doing drugs. He's trying his best. Sammy, uh, I guess his singing's kind of all right, but man, his lyrics. Okay, this is what I want to talk about now. These fucking horseshit lyrics. This is where Van Halen's <laughs> trying to be like, uh, I guess, like, I don't know, like, uh, meaningful. <laughs> oh, that breakdown. You know when they do that fucking chorus, by the way? What is this? Some fucking cruise ship? Like, going to the you know, Caribbean islands or something? What the fuck is up with that chorus? Mine, oh, mine. And then it gets all bouncy, and it's it's like, what the? Is this how fucking Van Halen album's beginning? Really, guys? It's, oh, it's, my God. It's not a good opening track. <laughs> <laughs> he sings when he come back, and he gets all profound. I, I just have to read these fucking lyrics, because oh, I, I had to pull them up to make sure I wasn't mishearing it. But this is what Sammy says. He goes, all the worlds on the wall look the same in the mirror. Every riddle Jesus. and every clue. Ow. That's what it says. sounding shit right there. <laughs> you got a law in the east. Okay, more on that in a minute. Uh, you got Jesus in the west. Christ. What's a man to do? Okay, I see he thinks he's being clever because he's saying Christ after saying Jesus. All right, I get it, Sam. <laughs> it's not, but I'll give you a cookie to try. All right, but here's the thing. Okay, obviously Sammy Hagar isn't that intelligent, and he, and he doesn't know too much about religion around the world or basic uh, global, like, he doesn't know about geography because Allah is not actually in the East, the Far East, uh, you know, it, it China and Japan and yeah, even... Yeah, yeah, they're Buddhist or Hindu in India even. They, they're, they're not... They're not into a lot. That's the Middle East, all right? Yeah, but, but middle wouldn't have fit in that stanza. Well, maybe you shouldn't fucking sing it. But also Christ, what, what? Jesus Christ is just the West? I mean, not everyone's, you know, in America is necessarily uh, a Christian. I don't know. It just it just sounds kind of like half-assed, dumb, sloppy lyrics that are meant to be profound. No yeah, way. I they'll find a cure for anything. <laughs> just kill the pain. Oh, numb my brain. We see a man speaking the word of God, proven to be a fraud. His own church applauds. Stop looking out. Start looking in. Be your own best friend. Stand well, up and say, man. Oh, oh. Let me tell you something. I hey, talked this some is, shit. This is... Dude, <laughs> I, I, I am not going to be able to defend these lyrics, okay? <laughs> okay, if musically it's retarded Genesis, lyrically it's retarded Bono. <laughs> I, I, I'm not the biggest Bono fan, but Bono would read these lyrics and you go, know, what the fuck, mate? <laughs> oh, God. This, this is going to be Bono, rough. Bono at least knows... Because he's a real Christian, he knows where what country is like worshiping what god. He knows basic geography. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So anyway, so this is a retarded song lyrically. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get so drunk doing this. Production uh, right there. The only good thing I can say about it is fucking Alex. This fucking guy. He's a trooper. He's trying. He's trying to make it not a total shit sandwich, but even Alex, as great as he is, he can't save it. And he had to know. He had to listen back to this and went, like, I fucking dried. <laughs> and some, some 
some reason, they decided to make this the opening fucking track. Yeah, bad call on the opening track. Oh, I mean, well, uh, there, there's some wacky shit with this track listing, which we're going to get to <laughs> very soon, actually. But anyway, uh, the worst sequencing probably ever for an album that I can think of. Uh, you know what, Edwin? Um, can, I call, can I call you Eddie? Yeah, you go, yeah go ahead. Because I, I figure cocksucker asshole would be rude when I'm on your show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to agree. I would completely restructure this record um, as, as far as the track listing goes. Yeah, it, it definitely has what I would call box wine sequencing. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely bad. It's, it's definitely very walking. We, we got to let uh, uh, um, Eric talk about this because we got to move on to that next one. Okay, yeah, sorry. I have a lot to say about <laughs> Mine All Mine. Like, like, Mine All Mine pissed you off that much, huh? Yeah, I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I said this about Paul Stanley. I don't know if I want to live in a world where Mine All Mine doesn't exist because it's some funny shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll say that. It was entertaining. I was laughing. My, I literally was laughing. And I sent Eric a text saying, I'm actually, <laughs> there are two moments on this album that made me laugh out loud. And and one was this. It was when he did that fucking double Eric about Allah. <laughs> I just started God. laughing my ass off. But anyway, so Eric, what do you think about Mine on Mine, the most poignant We Are the World song ever about how, you know, man, it's deep shit. There's like different people that think different shit. We oh, cannot wow. compare this to We Are the World, which also was a great song. Oh, God. So, oh, Jesus. You know, some people think this. And some people think that, but we got to be true to ourselves. I guess that's the message. Who knows? What do you think of this fucking masterpiece, Eric? <laughs> mine all mine. What, what the fuck is this shit? God, uh, it, it sounds like the Pointer Sisters, I'm so excited. Like, I'm waiting for A. Murphy to come out jumping around in a fucking fat suit listening to this shit. No wonder Jesse from Saved by the Bell started taking fucking speed. She probably heard this fucking song. And then when you're right about these fucking lyrics, man, like, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Like, yeah, there's God ain't gonna forgive you for fucking ruining this fucking amazing band. No wonder Jesus hates this fucking asshole. And all oh, those fucking Casio fucking keyboards. They sound like fucking ass. And even Alex Van Halen's on those fucking Remo drum pads. It just sounds so fucking stupid. Uh, oh, here's another fucking genius fucking lyric from Mr. Uh, Samuel Horatio <laughs> Hagar. Only see what you want to see, claiming victory. Uh, that's not me. Fuck you, motherfucker. You're always fucking bitching about how, oh, Van Hagar was so much better than Dave Lee Roth, yet Van Halen sold way more than Van Hagar. So get the fuck out of here, Sammy. And my God, this guy has a horrible... I just don't get how people think this guy has a good voice. Because I tried, like, my best to listen to this subjectively and, like, just listen no, to his voice. No, you are listening subjectively. You needed to be objective. Uh, or, well, yeah, well, fuck this guy's voice, man. Like, he sounds like that old guy in the stall next to you at a public restroom who's taking a shit and being way too fucking loud. Like, he's got, like, a, like a bullhorn. Or like, Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> it doesn't sound good. It's It's horrible. Oh my god, this song sucks. And even Eddie's <laughs> solo, uh, like you said, now it's like, it's horrible, man. It's like Eddie's like phoning it in on this fucking album. 
he does. It sounds like CC Deville trying to play like an Eddie Van Halen solo. I'm surprised. They, I bet you they probably pushed Eddie Van Halen down a fucking staircase like they do at CC Deville. It's just so bad, man. And it's just God. It, it's terrible. And what a horrible way to start the fucking album. But Bushy, what do you think of the next song? When it's love. Uh, uh look. This, again, is horrible placement. So if, if we're talking about placement on a record, this this is not the way to go. And I'm not going to lie, I am not a fan of that keyboard intro. Um, it's not as bad, you know, not as bad when the, uh, when the, you know, when they bring the whole band in. And I'm a ballad guy, man. I love ballads. So it kind of works for me. Uh, the harmonizing is on point vocally. Um <laughs> I, I, I love the lyrics. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Sammy just destroys those last couple of lines, uh, you know, going higher, higher, higher up his range. Or higher uh, up his ass. Uh, shut up. Leading, in, <laughs> lead, leading into that guitar solo, now it's a very quintessential 80s guitar solo. Uh, but, but, man, it's awesome. It's, it, it's, a, it's a great ballad. And it's this song... <laughs> You sons of bitches! <laughs> <laughs> this is one. Of, this this song is one of the reasons I say Sammy has one of the greatest voices in rock and roll. Oh Jesus! And I'm going to say <laughs> that there is something I am guilty of. This song has something that I love in any song. It's the reason one of my favorite Beatles songs is "Hey Jude," and I'm not a Beatles fan. It's a reason I like the song "So What" by Pink. You know. I, I love na na nas in oh songs. <laughs> so when they're doing the na 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 na, I love that shit, man. It's it's a good tune. Tone down the keyboards. Bad uh, placement. Bad uh, placement. Bad placement. Fourth track, easily. Yeah. Okay. Well, this this uh, Eric, hold off. Hold off. Uh, hold off. Jump in right here. Oh yeah, because this this is gonna be the moment. Because <laughs> remember, I said I like two songs from this. Oh, album. oh don't tell, no. Yeah, no. here we go. Hey, Rafi Erica loves likes love walks in. Okay, here we go. Because I am a little bit of a ballad guy. Yes. And, oh hell hold no. Hold on. So, but you know, Bushy's got his asshole's gonna get a little bit of a rest here. <laughs> <laughs> I. Like he said, and I already foreshadowed it, I definitely got placement issues, yes. <laughs> which we'll talk about. <laughs> but, 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 okay, here we go. I like this song. I like When It's Love. It's a, hey, is it a great Van Halen song? No, it's not a great Van Halen song. Is it a good 1988 pop rock song? Yeah, I think it's a good 1988 pop rock song. It's a... It's catchy. It's tuneful. It sounds like a song that would have been on 5150. Uh, there's a little bit of, like when I said that like, he had a 1984 hangover, there's a little hangover here where it sounds like Eddie is coherent enough that he could write a catchy tune. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not what you want from Van Halen, but comparing it to a lot of pop music in 1988, you know, it's catchy, it's memorable, there's a melody. You know, like he, like Bushy brought up, there's that Beatles melody, great backing vocals. You know, that's the thing that does give it a Van Halen quality is Eddie and you know Michael's uh, backing vocals. Yeah. I, 
I it does have that na 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 hey Jew quality quality. I'm not always a na 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 guy, but I don't mind it here. I like him. I really like Eddie's guitar work on this song. Yes. To me, it's very Eric Clapton esque. It's very soulful. He has a very soulful solo. Um, Sammy, this is what I'll say about Sammy. I, the lyrics are cliche. They're they're nothing special. I don't think there's anything special about the lyrics, but you know. You know, obviously, with David Lee Roth, it was like, we ain't talking about love. Sammy Hagar, they can't stop talking about fucking love, you know, because he's not that imaginative. You yeah, know? well, so, neither could Don Dawkins. Calm down. Yeah, but Don, there was a darkness to his fucking song. No, he was we, depressed. We always in his heart. The fact that Don Dawkins didn't blow his brains out after their second <laughs> record is, like, amazing. I know, but that makes me like it more. Like, Sammy's just, I don't know, Sammy's just dishing you a lot of bullshit all the time. You know, I, I don't even know he believes half the shit he sings. But, but I will say this. There's only two songs where I'm going to say something somewhat positive about Sammy Hager. I think this is the kind of song you can pull off. He can kind of pull it off. It, he brings a kind of raspy bluesiness to it. So now I feel like David Lee Roth would have elevated this. I'm going to talk more about that when we talk about this other Poppy Simpson song on side two. Uh, uh, about I'm saving that for what David when Lee Roth could not have done this song. That's uh, just I, yeah, because I think, this song sucks. Well, are you talk, wait, a hey, you're talking about the guy that did did secrets. You're talking about the guy who did little uh, uh, uh little dreamer. Little Dreamer, you're talking about the guy who did uh, uh, I'll, wait. Shove. I'll Wait. Yeah. I'll Wait. That guy couldn't sing a, a synth-driven, poppy, melodic love song. I disagree. I think David Lee Roth would, and he would have gave it more introspective, interesting lyrics, and I think he could have pulled it off. <laughs> and, and I actually think the song would have been better. But Sammy, you know, he does. He, he's a generic at his best. At his best, Sammy Hagar's a generic rock singer that can get the job done. At his best. More often than not, he does not do that on this album. But singer? This, singer? Yeah, as a singer, yeah. He's got, he's got a rap. I would stipulate writer. I would stipulate uh, writer. But singer? No. I feel dude. like this song is largely Eddie. Like, I feel like he probably came up with the chorus. Like, the backing vocals and the harmonies. I don't know. I just, I don't feel like Sammy... I feel like Sammy did what he had to do for the verses, but I don't feel like he brought it home for the chorus. I feel like Eddie did that in some moment. I don't know. I feel like he was sober one night and he was able to write a hit song, you know? (laughs) 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 That's what I think. Anyway. uh, It's a good song. It definitely should have been later in the record. It's a good, catchy pop song. It's obvious why it was a hit, especially in 1988. However, okay, this is where I want to talk about the placement. You know there's something fucking wrong with an album where the ballad's the fucking second song yes. on it. What the fuck? It's like, yeah. what, it, like is Sweet Child of Mine the second song on Appetite for Destruction? Picture what that would have been like. Picture if, like, you know, Home Sweet Home was the second song on, you know, Theater of Pain, or Alone Again was the second song on Two Fin... You know, now. Of course they didn't do that because they weren't fucking retarded. Who the fuck makes the fucking ballot the second song on a fucking rock album? No Eddie, one. Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> how, how fucked up? The only thing, though, it betrays the truth, though. Like, they knew that the only reason that any fucking teenage girl is buying this shitty album is because of this song. Oh, stop <laughs> it. That's what it says. Subconsciously, they kind of knew. Like, we don't really have much with this album, but this 
this pop ballad we wrote is catchy. So some people might buy this album because it's a poppy ballad. So let's just put it front and center. All right, let's just fucking, this is it. This is what we got. <laughs> That's kind of what it tells me. Like subconsciously, they knew that this is the only reason people were buying this album. That's the only thing that explains this absurd placement of making this ballad the second song. <laughs> it's like they do. It's like, come on. In the end, when all is said is done, this is the only reason why anyone's buying this fucking album if they don't have a greatest hit. You know, I know. We'll, we'll talk about the other hit, which I, when we get there, you know. But to me, this is it. This is it. Why anyone would be buying this fucking album. So they kind of knew it. They're kind of admitting it by making it the second track, even though obviously it shouldn't be the second track. So anyway, what do you think, Eric? Of, of what's it called again? Uh, when it's love. <laughs> oh, I just Jesus. think of it as not. Nah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, two songs in and we already got a fucking Van Hagar ballad. It's like, I fucking hate that stupid keyboard intro. That keyboard intro pisses me off just as much as the acoustic <laughs> intro of Silent New City. And here's another fucking lyric. You gotta fill in the holes. Well, you ain't gonna be... <laughs> let me tell you something, guys. You're not gonna be filling no girl's hole if you play shit like this during sex. That girl's gonna fucking leave. Oh, no, she's going to fuck you to this song, dude. This song was huge. Yeah, yeah, she'll put a strap on. She'll throw on a strap on and fuck you in the ass. Like, you ain't going to be doing no fucking. You're going to be the one getting fucked. You don't know you weren't there. It's a romantic song, Eric. This is shit like a a simp listens to. You can get laid to every rose has a thorn back then. Oh, my God. I'd rather listen to that fucking song than listen to this shit. This song, this would be good foreplay in 1988. Oh, this Oh my god, this got chicks are gonna leave the fucking room, man. No, you get your dick sucked. No, 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 no. This song fucking blows. Fuck this song. I hate fucking nanas. Like you are not the Beatles. Fucking the nanas are probably the worst part of the fucking song. Oh my god, you're out of your mind. It sucks too because you think the song's over. They like tease you into thinking like, oh, it's finally over, and they nah nah. It's like, oh, make it stop. This song is like so bad. Like there's so many other shitty things I would rather do than listen to this song again. I would rather like give birth to like a school bus out of my fucking cock with my ex girlfriend delivering it. Then listen to this fucking song again. It's that bad. Like, because that's like one of the worst things I think a man could go through. And even then, there's like positives that can come out of it. Like, if a man gives birth out of his cock, you know, at least it'll grow a little bit. It'll get stretched out. I mean, it, you may lose some length, but you'll gain some girth. It'll be like fucking a girl with a beach ball. But anything is better than listening to this shit. It's so fucking bad. This is like the epitome of what, like, everything I hate about Van Hagar. Or vagina, whatever the fuck you want. You'll you'll grow a vagina if you listen to this shit too many times. Fuck. <laughs> Bushy, what do you think of the next shitty song? A F U, whatever the fuck. And naturally, naturally wired, wired. In parentheses. You know how I feel about parentheses. Okay, Bushy. <laughs> what do you think of this acronym song followed by a parenthesis? Yeah, all fired up. I, 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 when he sings it live, it was all fucked up, but. I, man, I love the drum intro, and I really love that slick little thing that Eddie's doing uh, to lead into the meat of the rhythm. And Sammy breaking out into that, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that, that shit, man, it fucking gets me pumped. It's just awesome. It's a good driving tune. 
Um, this this would probably should have opened the album. Uh, dude, that breakdown right around the two minute forty five second mark is just sick because they're almost doing the almost a thrash metal thing. You know, they're kind of chugging along, and then he just blows his load all over that fucking guitar solo. It's a great rocking song, man. The band's just smoking. And here's what I love so much about this song. No discernible keyboards. I cranked this fucker up and could not hear keyboards. They may be in the mix, but I didn't hear them. I think it's a great fucking tune. Probably should have opened the record. Do that, then mine all mine, and then you're fucking when it's love. All right, all right. Okay, sorry, sorry, Bushy. Uh, uh, the the sodomy is going to continue now in both ends. <laughs> sodomy. <laughs> All right, listen to the fucking hair soundtrack and listen to this shit. Okay, okay, look, okay. Look, you see, I, even I don't like hair. That's how gay look, you are, Eric. All right, this, oh, this, it, I'm, and I'm the guy that liked when it's love. So listen, so here we go. So it just hey, it shows you, Bushy, though that I'm not biased, and I'll admit to liking. A gay-ass pop ballad. <laughs> they're, they're it, awesome. it, when it's twofold, like, hey, there's actually some melody there. It's actually a song. Hey, that's more than I can say for AFU, which oh my God. it's not a song. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say I agree with one thing. The, uh, the opening drums. Opening drums are literally the best thing about this album. The, there's a measure there. Where Alex Van Halen's playing. Damn, he said a measure. Yeah, there's a measure. There's a measure that is almost, I would say, great. It's the only great thing about this album. There's a measure, which some hip-hop artists should fucking sample those drums. It's a good It's a good break beat, you know? <laughs> so he's got a good drum beat there. It's a really cool drum beat. You're thinking, oh, let's see what Eddie's going to do. Okay, again... I love Eddie Van Halen. I do not want to sound like I'm disrespecting Eddie Van Halen. All right? He's one of my favorite guitarists. Fucking first six Van Halen albums, Brown Sound. He's up there. To me, he's only bested by Jimi Hendrix. I think Eddie Van Halen's the second greatest guitarist of all time. He's amazing. I'm saying this because I'm about to insult his guitar playing. And it's fucking Eddie Van Halen. I feel like a dickhead insulting Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing. But, hey... I gotta be honest, he sounds like shit on this album. You know, this is a few times like the solo on When It's Love where it sounds like he's like, because he wants to move some units or something, he's he's thinking like, oh, I better make my guitar sound good here because, you know, someone's got to buy this fucking album. <laughs> but for a song like this, I don't know, he just sounds like he's in a drunken stupor. This sounds like shit. He's just, he's just making a lot of noise. It, 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 now, it does a few cool things during the verse where it gets a little dark sounding. Bushy will know what I'm talking about because he loves this album. <laughs> but it, he does a few cool things during the verses where it sounds kind of cool and dark. And if he had like a talented singer and arranger like David Lee Roth, maybe they could have turned some of this mess into a song. But Sammy Hager is not up to the challenge. That's the thing because obviously... Eddie Van Halen, despite his genius and talent, is a fucking train wreck, drunk mess of a human being. And he doesn't know what to do with his talent. When you got a fucking sharp, Jewish, smart guy like David Lee Roth, 
he knows who's like an entertainer, like a natural born old school entertainer. Jesus David Lee Christ. Roth knows how to fucking shape and mold this fucking mess of a man that's Eddie Van Halen into making a coherent song. It's very it's very obvious because fucking just a few years out of work of not working with Dave like in fifty one fifty there's a little bit of a Dave hangover where Eddie Van Halen kinda knows how to put a song together. But by this point it's clear that he hasn't been working with Dave for about three years now, so he doesn't know what he's fucking doing anymore. It's just a fucking mess of guitar fucking noodling, and none of it sounds like it's a coherent song at all. And Thammy can't do anything, because he's just, just some guy that yelps and yells and goes, yeah, hey, ooh. He doesn't know what he's fucking doing. He doesn't know how to write a song. So so it's just a big fucking mess with a cool drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then these lyrics, oh my god. Fucking yeah, maybe they did it live, but what? They didn't have the fucking balls to say fuck in 1988. Could I go through the list of bands from Guns N' Roses to fucking NWA that fucking had the balls to say fuck in the fucking 80s? Fucking even Come on. Come on. You can't say fucking fucking David Lee Roth said fuck several years earlier. Tastes so fucking good. On that fucking great album that you think is a piece of shit. Fair warning, Bushy. <laughs> fucking Sinner Swing. Yeah. I, I didn't say it was, hey, I didn't say it was a piece fucking, of shit. It fucking ate, I know, I know. I'm busting your balls. <laughs> hey, you got to bust your balls while I'm raping you. <laughs> so anyway, let's just fucking... Back to me with the fucking paddle. Damn. In 81, in 81, David Lee Roth had the balls to say fucking fuck. Fucking... Sammy Hagar in fucking 1988 doesn't have the balls to say fucking fuck on a fucking album. Mick Jagger and, said it on Starfucker that the U.S. Did. called Star fucking Star. Mick Jagger said yeah, Sammy Hagar didn't have the fucking balls to. They they couldn't even call an album fuck. They had to call it ooh for unlawful carnal knowledge. That like album, a pussy. Yeah, that album should have just been called fuck. <laughs> anyway, so this song, <laughs> AMQ, <laughs> all fired up. Ooh, we're all fired up. And then, then on top of it, they can't even commit to that. There's this fucking bullshit second title, Naturally Wired. Oh, and fucking oh my god. This title's as messy sounding as the fucking song. It just sounds like a fucking directionless mess. And and you know what? A skyscraper's not a masterpiece. It was a drop, big drop down from Eat em and Smile. But let me tell you something. There was nothing as formless and messy and just fucking... There's a nonsensical as this song on fucking Skyscraper. My, because, my favorite David Lee Roth record. Yeah, David Lee Roth at least knew how to fucking crack the whip to make people write a fucking song. This ain't a fucking song. It's a fucking waste of time. Even Poison would listen to this and go, that's some sloppy shit. <laughs> I'd rather listen to fucking Poison and listen to this fucking shit. Poison? Yeah, guys, you're getting sloppy. Come on. Oh my God. Give us a chorus. Give us something. What do you think of this fucking mess of a song, Eric? Well, well, I heard the drums at the beginning, and I was already fucking pissed off. Oh, like, God. Uh, oh, like uh, the drums. That's bad. That's the best thing about this. Oh, fuck this song. Fuck those damn Remo drum pads. <laughs> oh, my God. All fired up. More like all fucked up, because at this point, I had to get very fucked up to even get through the rest of this fucking album. This shit is just horrible. And what the fuck happened to Eddie's guitar tone? The brown sound is fucking gone. And can someone give Sammy Hagar a fucking laxative already? Take a fucking shit already. You sound like shit. My God. <laughs> most, annoying, 
most annoying ass voice in the world. I just don't get how people even think like, oh, this guy is a better singer than Dave. Oh, fuck that shit. This guy is so terrible. <laughs> so what if this motherfucker can scream? So can anyone else. My fucking grandfather could scream if he was trying to take a nasty shit. That doesn't mean he's a good fucking singer. This shit was so bad. Like, I just wanted to stab myself in the fucking nuts. This is like some fucking grade A fucking stepdad rock. Fuck this shit. Throw some fucking new balance. Fucking throw some goddamn new balances on and grill this shit on the fucking grill. Fuck this goddamn song. Bushy, what the fuck do you think of Cabo fucking Oh, what do Cabo Lava? Look, first of all, I want to say I take offense, sir, to the new balance. Oh, fuck. A grilling thing. <laughs> well, I like grilling, but I'm not a fan of New Balances. Well, I think I'm created 50 a... years old almost, damn it. I think, Eric, I think you just coined the greatest subgenre term <laughs> ever. Stepdad Step rock. Stepdad rock. Yeah, this, this, you know, Van Halen might be dad rock, but fucking Van Hagar stepdad rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fucking funny. That is genius. <laughs> You so what do you? It, it just goes to show you, even retards have great moments. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously the quintessential stepdad rock song is Cabo Wabo. <laughs> oh man. And this is the stepdad on vacation. So tell us about the stepdad on vacation. <laughs> man, I love <laughs> this fucking song. <laughs> oh God, of course. Man, I'm grabbing a beer. Keep going. <laughs> I love this fucking riff. And Sammy's so bluesy and almost sultry delivering those fucking opening lyrics. The chorus is fucking great. The backing vocals are fucking great. It's one of my favorite tracks on the record. It fights hard for number one. It fights hard for number one. Uh, but, but, probably Eddie's weakest solo on the album. Hmm. All right. Uh, dude, I love down to Cabo, Cabo. Jesus Dude, I want to party with Sammy and Cabo. Oh my God, I want to kick Sammy's <laughs> ass in Cabo and fucking throw him in the ocean. <laughs> Fuck this ass. All right, I'm, I'm gonna take this one next. It's not like Bushy's done. All right, wait, wait, so, wait, 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 wait. I doesn't. So, what's Bushy love about the song so much? Yeah, well, yeah what, what, what's so great about it? Let, let's tell Edwin again. Yeah, I want to hear this again. Come on. <laughs> Dude, it's a great fucking tune. He's just. He, he spent some time down in Cabo. He hadn't even opened up his fucking restaurant yet. He's just sitting on the beach of fucking Mexico writing a song about fucking partying with chicks, drinking margaritas, having a good time. Dude, this song fucking rules. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, it, Thank it, you, Bushy. Okay, Eric, oh. you go, and then I'll go. I love Cabo. Jesus Christ. Seven fucking minutes of the Sammy Hagar shit. As if the album isn't bad enough, we need seven fucking minutes. Jesus Christ. Sammy <laughs> Sammy Hagar owes me and every Van Halen fan reparations for having to hear this shit. Like, fucking, like, this ain't some shit like, oh, my ancestors suffered a hundred years ago. No, this shit happened to me directly. Fuck this shit. I hate this Jimmy <laughs> Buffett fucking wannabe. This is horrible. I hate the name Cabo Wobble. That just sounds fucking lame. That's some stepdad rock bullshit. <laughs> and this song sucks ass it's like and hearing sammy i'm sorry but hearing sammy hagar singing about sex it's kind of like like steve carell's character and four-year-old virgin <laughs> trying to tell a sex story when he's never had sex before 
Sammy Hagar, Sammy Hagar couldn't find a woman's G spot if you unless you put fucking food on it. That fucking fat <laughs> ass. If you listen to the song too many times, you instantly become a virgin again. You put a little popcorn shrimp. Little... Uh, yeah, yeah, Sammy's fucking fat ass. Like, that's the only way you'll find a goddamn G spot. And, and Bushy, I'm at least happy you had mentioned that Sam or Eddie solo is fucking forgettable. Oh, like, dude. Worst the, part of the song. What the fuck happened to A. Van Halen? Why did he sabotage his own fucking band by hiring this fucking Ronald McDonald-looking fuck? <laughs> My God. Seven fucking minutes I had to endure. <laughs> Edwin, what do you think of this shit? Great song. I, Jimmy Buffett listened to this song and said, Who are these pussies? <laughs> Real. <laughs> Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Hey, when I listen to Jimmy Buffett, I think of two things. I think it's not Margaritaville. Come on. The guy knows a, he, he can deliver a melody. He knows how to write a song. And he's fucking done some fucking cocaine, let me tell you. But this guy, this doesn't sound like fucking cocaine. This sounds like Popeye's fucking uh, popcorn shrimp. You know, and <laughs> it, 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 like like a guy like the fucking stepdad that eats too many appetizers and has too many fucking girly mixed drinks, too many you know <laughs> drinks with umbrellas in it. You know, yeah, he's <laughs> it, it, got that vibe. It's just got that bloated fucking vibe to it, that middle age vibe. Like I got acid reflux just listening to the song. I got contact acid reflux. <laughs> Oh man, this is such a good song. You guys are oh, fucking it's insane. It's horrible. And then I, I remember I looked at the, the length of the song and I went, "Fucking seven minutes? How the fuck is Cabo Wabo seven minutes?" And I can tell you, it's amazing. It's like you know that dress. There's that meme of that dress. You don't know what color it is. Like some people, are like it's blue. Some people say it's silver. I I listened to this song like two times and I still can't figure out how, how it's seven minutes. <laughs> if you listen to the song two times, you're entitled to compensation. I, I'm thinking, like, how is this two minutes? Are they are they somehow bending time with the song? Because there's nothing about the song that sounds like it's seven minutes. Like I mean, I can't figure it out. Like with with Iron Maiden, their new shitty long songs. I can hear how it's long. It's like, oh, they're just repeating these parts again and again. Right, it's fucking 20. <laughs> rush. This is a good song. Like, like I can hear. No, well, I'm just saying. I can hear mathematically what Iron Maiden's doing to make the song long. It's like, oh, they're just repeating it. But there's some. I will say this. There's some kind of weird drunken Cabo alchemy to this song that I listen to, and I still can't figure out how they stretch this out to seven minutes because you know there's not really. I guess there's kind of a chorus when he's like, we'll take you down, down, down. That's kind of a chorus. Down a cobble. Yeah, that, that's cobble, about Cobble, wobble, yeah. <laughs> the rest of it's a fucking mess. I was like, oh, what is this in this fucking guitar tone? Whoa, man. I don't think you guys are listening to the same that fucking even, album I listened to. It sounds like the amplifier, they dropped it in a lagoon in fucking Cabo somewhere. And, I don't know, maybe it's performance art. Like, is the guitar supposed to sound like it's underwater? I don't know. It just sounds shitty. It sounds like a... Uh, so it's a shitty, weak guitar tone. Uh, I can't even think... Are there drums on this song? I don't know. It just sounds like a fucking mess. And it just sounds like the stepdad's coming in from the tiki bar, and he's singing some... doing some bad karaoke, and there's some guy that can't play guitar, even though he's the fucking second 
greatest guitarist of all time for some reason. That's the thing. You know, if CC DeVille did this shit, I'd say, like, hey, the guy's trying. <laughs> I'm crying. fucking Van Halen. Van Halen. He shouldn't just be trying. What the fuck's he doing? What the fuck are you doing, Eddie? <laughs> Come on. Are you all fucking in Cabo getting drunk? You know, listen, oh. it, might, it might be fun. It's like, you know, it's like when you're, when you're, have you ever been, you know, in a room with someone really drunk when you're sober? Oh, yeah, man. it's terrible. It's ter- that's what this song's like. It's like, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like guys, you're just that obnoxious drunk at the tiki bar for seven minutes making something horrible. Hey, so, fuck you. I'm always that guy. Uh, like, like, like when you listen to like have a drink on me, it's like, it makes you awesome and drunk with the band it's like yeah we're there <laughs> this song just makes you feel like you're sober with a drunk person it's horrible it's horrible it's one of the worst songs ever written it's it's oh no uh, way it's horrible it's a mess if i wouldn't say it's the worst song on the album it's like a mid-tier song but a mid-tier song on this album is still one of the worst songs ever <laughs> it's horrible. better than yellow submarine Oh, oh no, fuck no. you. Okay. God damn. Yell Summary sounds like Eleanor Rigby next to this shit. It's awesome. Oh, Eleanor Rigby I like. <laughs> I want to go on to Yell Submarine and fucking nuke Cabo Wabo so oh, I don't have to fuck Sammy Agar again. Fucking catchy chorus. Fucking Ringo's a pimp. This is That's fucking bullshit. Stupid. Fucking man. That'd be fucking tough. Ringo Starr gets more bitches than Sammy Hagar. Fucking Ringo Starr has been balls deep in hotter women than fucking Sammy Hagar's dick couldn't fall Sammy, into. Sammy Hagar, in can't find his, Sammy Hagar can't find his dick underneath all that fucking fat. Yeah, even in 1988, hot chicks would look at Sammy and go, I don't know, maybe I'll fuck the bases. <laughs> <laughs> joke I ever heard. I love the basis of retarded jokes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, That's the quote. Bad when Michael Anthony's getting more fucking pussy. All right, I'm out, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's flip this record over to. Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, okay, I got. Uh, it. Okay, this source gonna be of infection. Source of infection. <laughs> uh, this, this to me feels like you know how eddie always does those fucking instrumentals where it's just him on all the dlr albums i forgot that this song had lyrics it's funny that you're saying this when yeah. i was hearing this i oh, thought oh so is, this an, is this an instrumental that's what i thought yeah it, it's like a th- <laughs> three or four minute fucking song that but it's not sh- should have been an instrumental it's not for some reason <laughs> you know it's uh I mean, it's got a great driving opening. The whole song kind of smokes. There's not a whole lot going on lyrically. It's not a... It, it's it's a fucking instrumental. And, and dude, Eddie, Eddie's doing some work here. Eddie's doing some work. I, I love what's going on with him. Uh, Alex and Michael, they're holding it down. Man, that rhythm section is just insane. It, Sammy, what, what's he got? Love! <laughs> it's a source of infection. <laughs> Okay, I so mean, you're kind I of admitting that Sammy's not uh, bringing his A game to that song. Is that what you're saying? But no, I, I love that around? line. You you actually like it? Uh, what? I like it, but it doesn't fit. 
Okay, this, okay. This, this is supposed to be an instrumental. And for whatever reason, they're like, okay, we're going to drag this bitch out a little bit. <laughs> and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to do eruption. You know, we're not going to do, you know, all the other fucking instrumentals that Eddie's done, where it's just him and the guitar. We're going to include the whole band. And yeah, we'll let Sammy sing Love is a Source of Infection. Okay, okay. It, it's, a, it, it's a cool instrumental. It's not a good song. Now, it's not a good opening track either for the second side. <laughs> no, they... <laughs> Jesus. Dude, song placement in this fucking record pisses me off. But I oh, still this whole record, record just pisses me but off. But I, I do think one of the problems is there's they literally don't have a song good enough to open any side. So oh, that's, you're that, out of your fucking that, that, That's kind of the problem. So in a way, I kind of I, like I feel sorry for them. I'm not oh, you're out of your mind. I understand. They're like, well, what do we do? We're, no, no it, there's we didn't get to my favorite song yet. There is a song I really, which everyone will probably guess what the song is, but there is a song I do if really. If you say "feel so good," I'm gonna punch you in the face through <laughs> no, the it's, internet. It's not. It's not, <laughs> not going to be that. Uh, it's not going to be that. I do. We will have a different of a difference of opinion about the song, but it's definitely not my favorite song. Um, but but even the song I like best, I don't think is an opening track. I don't. They just didn't really write an opening track for this album to me. Like, there's nothing that. It's like not there's nothing that's like a mean streets or a jump or there's just nothing that sounds yeah, like open AFU. Track. Yeah, there's just nothing here. So Yeah, it, no, AFU. You ah, I don't think that's an opening track. I don't it's, know. It's better than fucking mine all mine. But yeah, but that's not saying much. <laughs> you know, that's like saying AIDS is better in cancer. <laughs> it, is, it is these days, actually. It's more treatable. Seriously. <laughs> Edwin, what the fuck do you think of a source of infection? Oh, oh, source of fucking yeast infection. Okay. Oh. So, okay, this one. Bushy was kind of half right about this one. Okay. It sounds like an instrumental. A shitty instrumental. <laughs> it's not a good one. It ain't eruption. Because by this point, I don't know how fucking drunk Eddie is. I'm guessing very He's stuck uh, in Hamburg because he's going to make it a, the instrumental of the whole song. Yeah, I like, oh, I, I'm listening to this, and it's like, you ever been, like, near someone where, you, like, they're a wino, you, like, smell the wine? You know, like, oh, this person's a drunk. Like, I smell the fucking booze on this album because it ain't the fun booze. It's like, oh, he's got a problem. Like, I feel sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, the he's a wino Richard Pryor's yelling at on the street. <laughs> Hey, fuck it. This is the thing about Bon Scott. Even at the end, even though Bon did have a problem, he was bringing it so much that he's fucking ending. He's ending on Highway to Hell. Like, he was on Highway to Hell. That's the problem. That's why no one helped Bon Scott, because they listen to Highway to Hell and say, well, this guy's fucking nailing it, <laughs> you know? And he's nailing it live. Like, Bon didn't have a problem live. He was, like, singing the best he ever sang in his whole fucking life. You know, so people didn't know. They were like, oh, fuck, he had a problem. We should have helped him out. Like, we didn't know because he was so fucking awesome. Eddie Van Halen, here, 1988. It sounds like, whoa, whoa, let's help Eddie. What's fucking going on? Let's get together. Let's, you know, do something because he's got a problem. Obviously, because even before Sammy Hager comes in with his fucking retarded vocals, which we're going to get to in a second, but even oh, before Lord. that even before that happens, we got problems. Houston, we got a problem. It's some Apollo 13 shit. It's like, listen, fucking Eddie. Is this fucking Eddie Van Halen? Man, he's a fucking mess. It sounds like shit. The guitar tone's bad. 
It's a, it's a mess. This is a fucking mess. I can't. It, it, this is like the opposite of Cabo Wabo. Because Cabo Wabo, I look at the track listing and I go, how the fuck is this song so long? You know? And, and then uh, so, Source of Infection, it's like, how's this song even, like, I don't know. It sounds like it should be three seconds. How's this three minutes and 58 seconds? You know, I don't know. They're bending time somehow. The booze is bending time. These songs should not exist at these lengths. I don't know. But anyway, so then Sammy, this is the other song that made me laugh. Uh, I texted Eric about this. But, <laughs> so, but when Sammy comes on, and I guess he's he, he's trying. Like, he's out of his depth. He can't do something. Like, David Lee Roth, maybe, maybe Dave would be like, uh, maybe. Dave couldn't hit those fucking highs. You just <laughs> shut your whore mouth. Oh, listen to On Fire and get back to me. Oh, yeah. And I'm not just screams like a pterodactyl. And I'm not just talking about singing range. I'm talking about range range here. Like the kind of shit that Lars Ulrich does with James Hetfield, because James doesn't know how to write songs, actually. A lot of people know that. James Hetfield doesn't know how to write a song. He, he comes up riffs, and then Lars tells him where to put them. <laughs> it's a really weird songwriting arrangement, but that's how they work out. James comes, here's this riff. Da, 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 and, and then he's got another one. It's like, do, 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 do. And Lars is like, put da 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 in front of do do do. And it's a weird codependent thing they got, those guys. But, you know, if you've ever seen clips of them writing a song, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Eddie, so that's kind of what Eddie Van Halen needs. Obviously, he's a guy who could do like do 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 do. He could do his little thing, his hammer ons. But he needs some dude to tell him where to put the shit. You know, and Sammy's like, he's just not up to the task. I don't hate on Sammy, it's not his fault. This is a one-hit wonder from the 80s. What, like he's supposed to be some songsmith all of a sudden because he got lucky with one catchy tune in the 80s? No, he ain't fucking David Lee Roth. He ain't a guy that wrote great song after great song after great song. He's out of his league. It's not his fault. I don't blame him. It's not his job. You don't fucking go to fucking right God, said Fred. I could disagree more. You don't go to right said Fred. And say, hey, help Kirk Cobain write a song when he's fucked up, you know? <laughs> oh, that would have been a lot better because fucking Nirvana. No, no but the guy's a fucking songsmith. He knew Kirk Cobain knew how to write a melody and hook. What I'm saying is, Eddie Van Halen can't obviously write a song without David Lee Roth. So, Sammy Hagar is not going to be the guy that's going to help you out, you know? You need a songwriter. So, so what, what does Sammy do? Sammy goes, yeah, woo! Hey, dig it! He actually says, "Dig it." When he oh, goes, "Dig Jesus. it," oh, that's the that's the moment I laughed. <laughs> and I because <laughs> oh my God, dig it. see, and I laugh because I because I, I'm on TikTok dig a lot, it. man, and I, I I watch them pull all the music out and David Lee Ross singing. I'm like, why the fuck do people think this guy is so great? It's not you got you can't just take one bit. That's the thing, <laughs> David Lee Roth. Had a, he saw he's a big picture guy like Bon Scott. He uh, he was a songwriter. He knew how to put it all together. Like like look at something like Hot for Teacher. Now you listen to that. That's almost like an instrumental. Most people wouldn't know what to do with all the fucking guitar stuff he's doing and fucking Alex hammering away. You know most people they they wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't know what to do. David Lee Roth creates this fucking ingenious tapestry of a song you know the spoken word stuff during the verses what he's doing like that's yeah, a prime love, love, 
Love that song. Yeah, Love that that's song. a prime example of what Sammy Hagar knows what to do. It's like a uh, like a hip hop artist. It's given a good sample. He knows how to do something with it. You know, he just knows how to make it something. Sammy Hagar, you give him hot for teacher, he wouldn't know what the fuck to do with it. He wouldn't know. He'd just go, I'll dig it. Hip, you put love. Hey, I put like a vagina in front of Sammy Hagar. He ain't gonna find shit. Jesus he ain't gonna Christ. find Jesus. Like he would just say some nonsense cliches, and and it, it would be a filler track. That's the thing. It'd be a cool filler track with some cool, cool guitar work and drums. He wouldn't know how to make it one of the singles from the album. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the thing. David Lee Roth knew how to make it a single. <laughs> um, but even this song, though, I tell you, even David Lee Roth go, ooh, fucking source of infection. That's a tough one. <laughs> but. He, <laughs> He'd do something. He, whatever he would have done, it wouldn't have been hot for teacher, obviously. He wasn't being given the the, the the pile of clay that was good enough to make a hit song out of it. But he would he would have made something out of it that would have made it at least a filler track on Skyscraper. Like, he would have done something with it. But Sammy's up. He's just poor guy. He's, just, he's out of his league. He can't do something like this is like oh i i'm dealing i'm working with the great one of the greatest guitars of all time who's drunk on his ass who can't do anything good so i don't know what to fucking do you know, but, did, just... but did i at least admit sammy you know it's like he's not there but no because because what can but he that do one line when he hits that i love that shit hey like i say that shit sometimes if i fucking stub my toe you know, <laughs> you, you know. won't sound as good, Eddie. Yeah, you all know. If someone sams my dick in the door, I might make a sound that sounds like that. You know, that ain't singing. That's just fucking reacting to shit. So anyway, Eric, what do you think of this piece of shit? Oh, like, oh, oh my God, there's more. Okay, Eric didn't even get into this yet. Source of infection. I, I once fucked an Indian girl back in the day, and she had a yeast infection. And it was not a very pleasurable experience afterwards. That was a more better experience than listening to this fucking song. This sounds like a goddamn Christian youth group trying to cover a real Van Halen song. Sounds like shit. This song infected my ears with fucking AIDS. Sammy has no swagger. He's lame as fuck. He can't write clever lyrics like Dave. This shit's just horrible. Once again, Alex Van Halen on those stupid-ass Remo drum pads. I rarely listen to Mr. Big than listen to this shit. Hey, I fucking oh. like Mr. Big. Shut up. Oh my god, it's better than this shit. Fucking oh, and I hate the the worst part is when like Sammy's like, "Hey, Eddie," and it's <laughs> fuck you. Only Dave can say say like Eddie's name in a song and make it sound cool. Sammy sounds like a fucking pussy ass virgin. My god, this shit's just fuck this song. I'd rather get a yeast infection than listen to this fucking song. Bushy, what the fuck do you think it feels so good? Uh, <laughs> fuck! Uh, <laughs> this is so the one good. time where where Bushy might be the bad guy here. So what do you think? Oh yeah, I, this is where he redeems himself. Goddamn it! Uh, <laughs> I hate this fucking song. Yeah, <laughs> it's my least favorite song on this album. I hate how the keyboards, like, dude, like, as if the album didn't open up with bad keyboards. This motherfucker, oh, it sounds like my keyboard when I was at home before I was allowed to have a guitar. It's just such shit. I mean, Sammy, he he does what he 
can. He delivers the lyrics well. That doesn't help the track. Fuck you guys. I mean, he's singing the song. The guitar's full of You sons of bitches. The guitar solo is okay. I hate this fucking song. This may be the worst Van Halen song ever. Uh, Van Halen song. It's Van Hagar. Yeah, no, it's, it's Van Halen. Uh, they, they got bounce. Remember that album? Oh um, God, Jesus I don't even Christ. have that album. Mark sent it to me. He, he oh. just messaged me, so I uh, I, I gotta re-listen uh, to that shit. Of course, Mark Alton Taylor has his. As a fucking album. Okay. Yeah, he sent me all the fucking oh. Van Halen that I don't have with Sammy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Are you dumb, Bush? You got anything else to say? If I feel no, so I mean it's it's a bad song. Okay, I'm like, back. So good, so good, so oh. good, dude. Oh, this so bad, so bad, so bad. I I might be the most positive uh, person on this song. Now, don't get me wrong. I got some things to say, especially about Sammy. Um, because this is another prime example of how Sammy doesn't know what he's fucking doing. Okay. Oh, because because he, he saves this song. No, 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 no. What? No, no, he doesn't. He sinks it. In my in my opinion, this is an example. This is actually another prime example of a song where because Eddie's kind of this is another retarded Genesis song, but it sounds like there's a little there's a keyboard hook. Yeah, it's a gay ass fucking Casio. Oh, it's horrible. It's a it's a it's a gay ass Casio keyboard, but they're unlike unlike mine on mine. There's kind of a hook here. There's kind of a hook here. Oh, I'm thinking, listen, really? like, a hook in your dick. Hey, I'm being objective. I'm saying I feel like listening. Hey, this is David Lee Roth, the man that you know sang you know sang on um you know I'll wait. There's kind of something here. It's half ass. I'm a and, Sammy fan, and this is and, garbage. No, no, no. He because he, he can't elevate it. I'm telling you, David Lee Roth. I feel like could have done something with this. He no. it would have been elevated. There's no, kind of a keyboard a hook. Song. There's kind of a hook. I'm just saying that there's kind of a hook there. Eddie Van Halen in his drunken state is kind of creating a kind of pop hook here. Ugh. It's not. It's not all the way there. It's not all the way there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's all the way there. But I would take any Debbie Gibson song over this song. It's kind of, yes, yes. That's kind of where it's at. It's like at a, a subpar filler Debbie Gibson, I would say, track. I've never listened to a Debbie Gibson album, but I imagine a filler Debbie Gibson song might sound like this. That's well, I'm just guessing. Maybe not. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's better. No, I, this one's probably a Debbie Gibson hit. Maybe I'm just saying it's <laughs> yeah. We're we're getting there, but this is what I'm getting at. David Lee Roth. Would have came in and taken this half-ass filler Debbie Gibson track, and maybe he could have taken it to some other place. I'm just saying that. There's a few shitty synthy songs in Skyscraper that are kind of like this, that are kind of shitty. But he oh, makes Skyscraper up. rules. But he, but there's oh, a couple. Yeah. What, what's that? What's that one dumb dance song? On that, there, there's one like really shitty uh, dancey song on it. Wait, I'm pulling this up since you guys don't remember it. Yeah, I'm like, what, there, what, on Skyscraper or Debbie Gibson? No, 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 Skyscraper. What's that song? Oh. What's that fucking song? Um, I'm pulling it up, too, because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dancing song. Is it, is it Stand Up? Oh, Stand Up. 
Stand up, okay, okay, stand up, unless you fall down. Yeah, 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 stand up. Okay, that's a prime example. Stand up's a shit song. No, song. I don't think it is. But, but it's better than this piece of shit. Oh, agreed. Oh, yeah, no shit. I'm saying David Lee Roth could have made this like a stand-up level filler track that they release as a failed single. Like, he could have done that. Like, it would have been a failed single, don't get me wrong. But um, either way, but it would have been a better failed single single if David Lee Roth, he would have done something kind of quirky or fun with the lyrics. So there there because there was kind of a Casio hook. You've been like, OK, Eddie's giving me some kind of half ass Casio hook. I'll yes, make it. A it song. sounded like a Casio. That's what makes this song so bad. It is uh, not a good synth. Like, you know uh, how he. He had that good synth on 1984. No, there's a reason why I'm saying this is not good synth. Tony Banks isn't retarded, but if he got shot in the brain at the convenience store, this is what it could sound like. So Eddie Van Halen sounds like a poor man's Tony Banks. So anyway, uh, but what I'm getting at is there's kind of something there that's resembling a melody in the, the, the keyboard line. Kind Are you of. defending this fucking song? I'm just saying that I think David Lee Roth might have made something out of it. He uh, might have made a good half-ass filler track out of it. No, but, David Lee Roth would have told uh, him, yeah, throw this fucker out. But yeah, even then, he would have been showing his worth. Sammy, <laughs> Sammy, comes Sammy, comes, Sammy comes in here and tries to make it something, and he he can't do it, man. It's horrible. This ain't fuck. This isn't a pop song. It's just a fucking mess. And but Sammy, it's not Sammy's uh, fault. Uh, no, I, I, listen, I'm not saying it's all Sammy's fault, but I'm saying it, that it brings attention to what Sammy can't do. Sammy can't make this fucking turd into anything. He just can't do it. He can't make it. And there's a reason why the song wasn't a hit. Because Sammy can't do it. He's just not up to the fucking task. He can't come up with good lyrics. He can't come up with the chorus. He can't do it. It's just like, hey, Eddie Van... Like, even when fucking Eddie Van Halen fucking threw some fucking wank-off keyboard shit that, at Dave, David Lee Roth during Diver Down. David Lee Roth goes, hey, well, we'll make it a cover of, like, uh, Dancing on the Streets. Like, he comes up with something. Something that'll get it on the radio. <laughs> you know? Uh, Sammy can't do something with this. He can't make it on the radio because he's not as talented as David Lee Roth. I don't care what kind of high pitch yelp he can make when you fucking slam his fucking dick into a door. He's just not at, he's not on the same league. There's a reason why no one wants to remaster this fucking album. <laughs> Cause he's just not he's just not capable of taking fucking Eddie's sloppy shit and making something out of it. Like, you know, that's all I gotta say about Feel So Good. What do you think about it, Air? Feel so good. No, this does not feel good. This album fucking hurts badly. Oh, God. Fuck these shitty-ass fucking Casio key. I want to shove these Casio keyboards straight up Sammy's fat, bloated ass. Fuck this shit. This album is just so bad. This should be considered an act of fucking terrorism. This is so fucking bad. Like, I I don't want to get... I don't get political on this show, but if I run for president in the future... (laughs) I'm going to build a wall around Sammy fucking Hagar so no one has to hear his shitty music again. That's a cause anyone, any skin color, gender, race, whatever the fuck you are, that's a cause anyone can get behind. Fuck this song. Feels so good. No, I don't feel good, Sammy. Fuck you. 
Yeah, Bushy. Oh, jeez, we still got like more songs. <laughs> oh, we got we got the second biggest hit from the album coming. Oh, out. fuck. Yeah, That's big hit. The fucking dick. It was. It was a hit. I gotta admit, it wasn't such a hit that it, it got onto a single greatest hits Van Halen album. But if you had a two disc greatest hits album, it got on there. <laughs> Here, so Bushy, what do you think of "Finish What You Started"? Oh man, love this song. Jesus, I know you love this song. Just go away, gush all, all over it. I was kind of pissed off. It didn't make it on the greatest hits yeah. album. Well, Dude, hey, hey, charts don't lie. It didn't do as well as the ballad. That's it. It did not. But this is my favorite song on this record, right. and it is one of my all-time favorite Van Halen songs. Woo. That includes the David Lee Roth era. Oh I love God. that fucking bluesy <laughs> guitar lick, man. It just oozes sex. I love bluesy <laughs> shit. And this is Sandy's best vocal performance on the track. That wow, 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 dude. I love that shit. The lyrics crack me up because as a teenager, I could totally relate, dude. I was dating this chick. And she would come over and hang out, and then my dad would drive us, would drive her home, but I would hang out with her. We had a big van because we had like five kids in the family. So it was one of those Ford conversion vans that had like three rows of seats. And this bitch would blow me in the back of the seat, and she couldn't finish me off before we got to her house. And the song's about blue balls, man. I get it. I absolutely (laughs) get it. I fucking love this song. The guitar solo's cool. It's a great bluesy jam. I understand why it was a fucking hit. One of my all-time favorite Van Halen songs. Fuck era Van Halen songs. I love this track. Favorite song on the album. Jesus all right, Christ. all right. You know, David Lee Roth never had to sing a song about blue balls because he never had that situation. Because <laughs> damn right, David Lee Roth was a fucking stud. All right, okay, look at this song. Now I'm gonna say something nice about this song. All right, I get why it was a single because, especially on this fucking album, because it does sound like a song. <laughs> so saying much? I'm just like, it, it's, it's songy. Yeah, on this album, you got to grasp from what you got to get for it. Hold on, did you just say it's songy? Yeah, it's songy. You go, hey, this, this sounds like a song. That's, that's two things fucking coined tonight. Songy and yeah. stepdad rock. Yeah, yeah you got to think about that. When you listen to OU812, you grasp for anything. So you go, okay, this is songy. <laughs> it's a song. Yeah, yeah, it's got like a hook, it's got a chorus. I know what it sounds like when I'm listening to it. Like, I could tell you, Source of Infection, I've listened to maybe, I don't know, six times in my life. I still don't know what it fucking sounds like. <laughs> you know? But finish what you started. Believe me, I knew what that song sounded like as soon as I heard it. I didn't want it. It was like Hootie and the Blowfish kind of shit, but I heard Hey, it. I like Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, I'm going to listen to Hootie and Blowfish and this hey, fucking shit. I'll say this for Hootie and the Blowfish. You remember their songs. <laughs> I didn't want to remember them, but I remembered them. I you like, remember this song too, goddammit. That's what I'm getting at. I'm saying <laughs> it's memorable. It's a song. Yeah, it's the 
second most memorable song on the album, which is why it was the second biggest hit. I get it. I get it. Um, Eddie's doing something a little different for him, you know? So he's, you know, I don't like it. I don't want to hear Eddie playing this middle-of-the-road fucking country. Oh, I love it, man. It's all acoustic, no distortion. It's fucking awesome. This is fucking stepdad puts on a (laughs) cowboy hat and takes it to some fucking, you know, Texas Roadhouse fucking, you know, chain restaurant. The stepdad that watched Urban Cowboy and got too into it. Yeah, he puts on a George Strait song and he orders a second beer. He's getting a little wild. (laughs) Sons of bitches. (laughs) (laughs) It's that stepdad, you know. Um... (laughs) Oh, you guys kill me. You Sammy haters make me laugh. Uh, you know, Sammy's kind of, he, he, listen, Sammy's doing what he's got to do. I'm almost, I was reading the backstory on this album on Wikipedia, and, and apparently this was the last song they recorded. And they, they tried to, the spin, this is, I think it's fake news here, but the spin is that, oh, we just organically, me and Eddie start jamming on a song, you know, late at night. You know what I think? I don't know. I don't think it's that. I think the A&R people fucking listen to this album and just go, okay, you got that, that ballad to hit, okay, but what else you got? That's it? One song? And they said, no, no, you fuckers go back in the studio and write something that has a fucking melody or we can't release this. You got to have at least two fucking hits. <laughs> and so Sammy and Eddie went back and said, oh, shit, we got to go to work. We got to really try. So... We'll write something. And hey, what what's popular in 1988? Everyone's doing this kind of returning back to the roots, bluesy roots that they never had to begin with. Like fucking Eddie Van Halen was in the fucking Delta. Fucking, or, <laughs> it, oh, fucking hell. Van Halen didn't have, oh, we're going to get more into this when we get to the last track. But fucking Eddie Van Halen didn't have fucking blues. To him, blues was fucking Jimi Hendrix. That's, that's as bluesy as he was ever going to fucking Fuck get. Fuck that. They did Ice Cream Man. Shut up. That's a straight up blues uh, song. I, I, I said Eddie Van Halen. I didn't say David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth actually listened to music from the 40s and 50s. Gotcha. Eddie Van Halen didn't listen to music before Jimi Hendrix. I ain't believing it. <laughs> anyway, this song sounds like they went back to the studio with a ready-made 1988 fucking rootsy hit. And, you know, obviously he sobered up. Like, Ed, like Sammy's like, hey, man, Eddie, fucking lay off the fucking box wine. We got to write a, <laughs> a hit or, or they're going to drop us. The label's going to drop us, <laughs> even though we're Van Halen. Warner Brothers said, no, this album's so bad, we're going to fucking drop you if you don't give us a second hit. Oh, my God, you guys are crazy. So so they worked really hard to make a song songy. So so, so they came up with... We got to make it songy, And it's like, I don't know how to make a song songy. And Sammy's like, here, he picked up a guitar and he remembered, hey, I remembered a couple years ago when I wrote my one fucking hit. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what you do. So, so Sammy had to try too. So they were both trying really hard. So so they tried really hard and they came up with this fucking middle of the road fucking 1988 pop rock hit. Kind of oh. hit. Like not such a hit that it would make a single song greatest hits album. But Which is K. Should have been yeah. on there. Enough of a hit that would make a, a, a two-disc one. So, so so they did it. And 
man, they made fucking rock and roll history. Because when people think of Van Halen, like Bushy, they think of finish what you started. <laughs> Come on, baby, finish what you started. One of those songs. I'm incomplete. Oh, it's one God. of those songs that if you were living between 88 and 92, you would know this song. You fucking put, you go to a fucking Zoomer now and you go, you know this song? And they go, no. <laughs> I wish I did it. <laughs> but it does sound like a song. So there, so I guess, I guess it's like a, maybe the fourth best song on the album. I don't know. I, no, I it's the best song on the record. I, I don't like this song, but I will say it is a song. So I give them credit. Eddie and Sammy. Got it together because I think the label made them, you know, work at it. And they, they came up with a second song that sounded like a song. But I, it ain't for me, too middle of the road. But I will say it sounds like a song. What do you think, Eric? Holy shit, I forgot this crappy fucking song was on here. This song is why Viagra was fucking created. This shit is horrible. Like, baby, if you want to see other guys, then that's all right. Yeah, Sammy being a cuckold, there's a fucking surprise. And those stupid-ass twangy guitars. Like, this is some ache... Well, what the fuck is this, Billy Ray Cyrus? This is some achy-breaky bullshit. Total fucking simp fucking cuckold anthem. Like, you wouldn't hear Dave writing about this shit. Dave's too busy getting some fucking pussy to care about a girl that's not interested in him, which girls are interested in Dave because Dave's a fucking stud. Sammy's a bitch. You know, Dave <laughs> well, Dave because he had coke all the time. Oh, fuck. No, you know, Sammy, uh, you know damn well. splits in the fucking midair. David Lee Roth knows how to fuck, man. I'm yeah. Pretty, yeah. Dave, hey, Sammy Hagar's wife's what? too busy Did running around with him. <laughs> Sammy Hagar's wife is too busy, like, sneaking around, like, fucking basketball team. Sammy Hagar's wife is like the girl from Better Off Dead who's fucking the whole basketball team. Not one player, the whole fucking team. Jesus yeah, this, this is why Michael Anthony buddied up to Sammy, because it was the most pussy he ever got in For real! You That's know why there's... What? <laughs> you know what's bad when Michael Anthony's getting more fucking wrong, pussy? I was never getting pussy. If Sammy, suddenly I'm getting all this fucking pussy. Yeah. All of a sudden, bitches are like, oh, you know, the bass player's not so bad. Yeah, I'll fuck the fat. I, least, I, don't have, to, <laughs> I have to dig through less fat to find his fucking dick. Hey. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my this, god. This is way worse than the Molly Crew. <laughs> oh, where, I miss killing like, here. I actually miss Girls, Girls, Girls. I do. I miss Girls, Girls. Isn't that bad? Yeah. God. And there's, yeah, actually, there's one song I love on Girls, Girls, Girls. Wild Side. Like, even the song I like best here, I, which we didn't get to yet. It, I don't fucking love it. It ain't Wild Side. Fucking wild side fucking wipes the floor for anything. This fucking poor excuse for a band ever came up with. And it's fucking Van Halen. That's what's fucking crazy. Because Van Halen's better than Motley Crue. And yet... He's the best guitar player in the yeah. world. In my, Well, for me, he's the best guitar player in the world, in my opinion. Even, I'm like, how the fuck did they not get something good out of it? But then again, Sammy Agar's there. He fucking ruins everything. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, well, okay, okay. But now now we're going to uh, get into black and blue. You know what? I'm mixing things up here, Bushy. This is the one time I'm going to take lead. Because 
Obviously, we knew this was coming. This is obviously my favorite song on the album. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Number number two for me. Yeah, listen. Listen. Hey, I'm not alone. Even Ralph and Ian like this song. So so I'm not alone here. Come on. But Eric's going to be Mr. Hardliner here. (laughs) But Black and Blue, it's a good song. It's a good song. It's actually a good, straight-up, mid-tempo, hard rock song. It's the most Van Halen-ish sounding song on this fucking album. It's it's catchy. It's got it's got a nice mean bite to it. Easily Eddie's best guitar playing on this album. Eddie sounds like Eddie again on this al- on this song. It's it's just got a mean kind of dark groove to it. Uh, it. It's so good that Sammy doesn't fuck it up. I'm not saying that what Sammy's doing is amazing on this song, but. <laughs> But he's doing his job. He's, a, You know, this is one thing, too. And I'm going to bring back uh, Feel So Good again here. Because this is the thing. Um, <laughs> that, that, this is what I'm oh, getting. Why do we have to go back to that shit? Why so do we got have to do this? We got, the, 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 this is going to make sense. This is what I'm getting Don't finish at. what you started. Just just keep going. <laughs> no, 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 what I'm saying is, because what I'm saying, this is the difference between Sammy and David Lee Roth. I hear a lot. This is one thing that annoys me. People talk about fucking Sammy's range. I hear, ooh, Sammy's got more range than David Lee Roth. Listen, just because, all right, during a certain period in time, if you slammed his dick in the door, he could yelp at a certain pitch. Better than today, he could sing better than David. No, no, no. Listen. Oh, God, no. He no, sucks. No, no, no. Listen, range. When we talk about acting, when we talk about actors, we say range in terms of what kind of parts they can play. Like, oh, they could play this kind of part. They can play this kind of role. Well, I feel like with, especially with headbangers, they they don't talk about range in that sense. Well, they just talk about, talking about no, method acting or. I, I'm talking about the kind of roles you can play. Like, you're not, you can't just play like one kind of guy. Like, you can play a lot of different kinds of act. You know, a lot of different kind of roles. What I'm getting at is. With singing, people think about range in terms of what notes you fucking hit. You know, I don't think that way. I think in terms of what kind of songs you can sing, what kind of genres you can hit. Like, to me, there's no question that David Lee Roth has more range than Sammy Hagar when we're talking about what kind of songs he can sing. Because Sammy Hagar, uh, you know, I mean, could he sing like Frank Sinatra tunes? Could he sing like Just a Gigolo? You know, he can't. You could he sing songs like Secrets, you know? There's so many Okay, things. so how do you feel about Adam Lambert? Who's that? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Who is that? He's a singer for Queen right now. Oh, oh yeah. that fucking guy? God <laughs> damn. Yeah, 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 not not a listen, different thing. I, well, I'm not I'm not well, I'm just saying I'm not the biggest Queen fan. So I guess that that'll take us off on another road. I don't want yep, to. Yep. Uh, no, I'll let you go. Because I'm not a show too. We're, we're going to talk about this off mic. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that off mic. But what I'm getting at is David Lee Roth is a very eclectic singer that can sing a lot of different styles of music. And that's what I meant where he could sing like a gay ass pop song like Feel So Good. David Lee Roth would have made it a better gay ass pop song because he <laughs> has that versatility. This is what I'll say about Sammy Hagar. He has a raspy voice. He's a fairly, at his best, he's a fairly decent, generic rock singer. He oh, could sing hard rock. He could sing, uh, he could sing hard rock music. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. So Black and Blue is kind of a perfect song for him. 
because he could sound raspy. He could do a poor man's Robert Plant. He could do kind of a he can do he can do the job here. That's what he did in Montrose. You know, he can if Eddie Van Halen was just playing straight up kind of bluesy hard rock, it would make Sammy look better. But Sammy could kind of do that. Problem is Eddie Van Halen in his drunken state thinks he's playing with like 1984 Van Halen. It's like, hey, I'm doing, <laughs> I can do lots of different kinds of things. But you don't got David Lee Roth in your band, so it's gonna be a mess because Sammy can't do that shit. Poor Sammy, he can't sing synth pop and shit like that. He he doesn't have the range that David Lee Roth has. But if you throw him something like Black and Blue, it's like, yeah, I can do that. I can do like 70s style bluesy kind of hard rock. So so he kind of delivers on this song. He can do it. Yeah, yeah, it would be better if David Lee Roth was singing it because it would have better lyrics and he would kind of do something a little extra and more gonzo with it. But Sammy could kind of, and the same with When It's Love, like he could do like, there's a, a, a bluesy kind of rock ballad. Like he can do basic kind of rock shit. He could do a love song. He could do a hard rock song. That's about it. You throw anything else with Sammy, he doesn't always got it. He can't do fucking shit with it. But if you throw him something simple enough, he can do it. Black and Blue is just a simple, straight up, kind of down and dirty blues rock song. Sammy does what he's got to do on it. He delivers, in my opinion, what he needs to do. It's a good song. It's the best song on this album, easily, in my opinion. And it's the one that sounds most like a Van Halen song. So I like it. It's a, so so that's, my, that's my glowing review of Black and Blue. <laughs> best song on the album. What do you think, Bushy? I, I think it's the second best song on the album. Yeah. Uh, it, it's absolutely the sequel to finish what you started. Man, this song is all about rough sex. And, and I love the line because he says something like, you don't know when you'll get it again. <laughs> and yes, that'll probably feed into your fucking David <laughs> Roth love. <laughs> but man, it's just a good song. The guitar sounds fucking great. And man, Sam, he... Do, he delivers these lyrics in such a, it, it's almost a frantic style, like you're actually putting in that work, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're in the middle of fucking, just trying to get that job done. And Eddie, look, I, dude, he delivers the greatest guitar solo he's ever done on no. this on the song. Hell no. I don't agree with that. I on agree. This song. I, I agree it's the best solo on this album. I will it's, agree on that. It's, I will agree with it's that. It's fucking amazing. Uh, you know, Eruption is great, but it's a uh, piece. You know what I mean? This is just a. I, I have to put something in here. I have to do this real quick. I have to take up 35 seconds real quick. And I think Eddie Eddie delivers the the greatest solo he ever delivered. Solo, not peace, solo in this song. This is a great song. Um, I love that you were like uh, loving it while hating it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, like I but, said, I'm putting in the greatest. 
Yeah, this, on this album, it's the best you got to get, and it's easily Eddie's best stuff. Like he sounds like Eddie Van Halen on this song. Ab- absolutely, absolutely, and this is one of those songs. Like the second side of this record is so much better than the first side of this record. <laughs> it is. I, again, the sequencing's interesting because it's like I like you. You look at side one, like songs like AFU and Cabo Wabo. You go like that's what you're putting on your A side, but yet you put your second. Uh, Songy a song. Uh, uh, so, so, so how are you going to pick the two best songs on side? Black and blue, you put like second to last. I don't know. It's definitely some fucked up sequencing on this album. I, dude, I will agree all day long on sequencing, and I will always say that this album could stand to have some remixing. But, dude, Black and Blue is this. I, I agree. Second best song. Cabo Wobble's number three. Finish What You Start is number one. This is such a great fucking song. It, it, you're, you're, you're right. It is very Van Halen. Yeah, and even I will say, Sammy sounds like he's actually fucking on this song. Dude, so it, it, he got lucky. He got lucky. Yeah, vocally, he's fucking <laughs> delivering. It's a great track. Eric, shit all over it. Oh my god, fuck! Bush, you said this was like your number two favorite song on the album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, those songs like a number two, but like a different kind of number two, <laughs> in my opinion. Fuck this goddamn! My ears are black and blue from listening to this fucking album, already. But Eric, seriously though, if you it's had all to about pick, fucking rough this song seriously. fucking sucks. If it's you like, had to pick. I'm putting a gun to your head. If you had to pick, what's the best song on this album? Oh, just shoot me, because I don't have to listen to this fucking album. <laughs> Come on, you got that. It's cop out. You got to pick. You got to pick. horrible. I hate this shit. I, I just want Sammy to shut the fuck up already, because his voice is killing me. That, but that's because you're a Sammy hater. Oh I, yeah, because he sucks. He's Fucking Ian who wishes death on Sammy, says this is a decent song. No, wait, wait. Where the fuck's the proof? They said it in one of their episodes. Believe me, it stuck out. It stuck out. You need to show me proof. No, fuck this goddamn. I'd rather listen to Black and Blue. (laughs) I'd rather listen to the band Black and Blue than listen to this shit. I'd rather listen to entire Black and Blue albums than hear this song one time. Well, you obviously like little boys then because that's... Oh, hell no. (laughs) I I will respect Eric for his uh, total devotion to his hatred for Sammy Hager. You have have surpassed Wadzilla. You have gone so extreme that you can't even admit black and blue is a It's not even just Sammy. It's A. A Van Halen is so forgettable. Eddie Van Halen is the what? greatest guitarist in the world, and he is phoning it in. Eddie Van Halen is so coked up and drugged out, he's like, oh, fuck it, it's got the Van Halen name on there, it's gonna sell. And he's hey. just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, and I don't just, agree on this one. no effort in. Oh, God. I, 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 not on this one, I don't agree with this one. But, hey, I'm with you on all, most of the other oh. songs. I want my goddamn reparations, Sammy. If Sammy Hager is listening to this <laughs> shit, I want my reparations because I, I suffered so much from this fucking album. Okay, hey, Sammy, well, I Jesus. think this album's great. If we were, if 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 this was a cassette or vinyl, this would be the last song. Here we go. I uh, wish, but it's not. So we got two more songs to talk about. Uh, but here we go. Sucker in a three piece. What do you think of Sucker in a three piece, Bushy? I think it's just the trifecta, and this is actually what ended the vinyl yeah. and the cassette, because the other one was on the CD. Yeah. 
This is just the trifecta. It's another tongue-in-cheek fucking sex song. Um, and Man, I dig it. These last three songs, taking away the, the, the song that was only on a CD release, these last three songs, if you'd have opened with them after AFU, man, this, could it, could it be more than number one? No, it couldn't. Dude, it, it's a great song, and I fucking dig it. It's a great riff. Dude, drums pounding, great lyrics about you know, banging a chick that <laughs> rocks your world, but she's one of them bitches that wants, you know, a guy that's... It was the yuppie era. You have to remember, this was the yuppie era. So it's, she wanted a Wall Street bitch, but she knew that the street guy was going to dick her down right I love this fucking song, man. The cool, the, the 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 guitar solo fucking rips, man. It's a great tune. It's a great tune. It reminds me of everything I love about the '80s. And if you don't know what the '80s are about, go watch American Psycho. Not a great film, great book. Yeah. Also, They Live. You know, it's very anti-yuppie. I love that movie. Um. Yeah. This, rules. I'll say this for this song. I don't hate it. It's just kind of a mid-tier song, in my opinion. I don't like it as much as you, Bushy, but I'm not going to hate on it. It's probably, I don't know, it's like maybe, I don't know, third or fourth best song on it. I, I don't know. Like I said, there's only two songs I like on this album. I don't like this song. That's what I'm getting at. But I don't, <laughs> but I don't hate it. it. It's a mess, don't get me wrong. And I don't think uh, Sammy's really bringing it. I mean, the lyrics aren't offensive. They're not as stupid as they are on, like, my own line. There's nothing like embarrassing about the lyrics. Oh uh, mine, oh mine! What a bad opening track! Yeah, yeah it's a horrible opening. This would have been a better opening track than that. Um, although I really don't think any of these songs sound like an opening track, if you know what I mean. Like, there's not like a build up or just a sort of quality that an opening track has. You know, um, they. I I know you think I. A a few, but you know what Van Halen album opens with a drum, you know, with a drum beat. Like that's not how you open a Van Halen album. Um, to me, none of these songs could work as an opening. But anyway, this song. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're out of your mind. Yeah, this song. Well, I mean, what Van? Can you name me a Van Halen album that opens with a drum beat? That's not how you fucking open a Van Halen album. It's gotta be Eddie's gotta do something, but Eddie can't do something because he's too drunk to fucking come up with a fucking intro. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Sucker in a Three-Piece, uh, one thing uh, you didn't mention, its he's obviously, I don't know, it's a borderline rip-off or homage, I don't know, maybe he would call it an homage, to uh, Down Payment Blues, like he's yeah. doing, yeah, he obviously, uh, I know he's mentioned that a few times, that that's his favorite ACDC song, and Power, it's his favorite album, that's yeah. my, my favorite ACDC and, album. And I agree with both of those sentiments. Yeah, and, and, and you could you could hear... <laughs> So I, I mean, it's not it's not nearly as great as that song. That's my second favorite ACDC song. So obviously, a mid tier song on OU812 is not going to come anywhere near my second favorite ACDC song. <laughs> but, um, but that being said, okay, I mean, I give him credit for being a guy that listened that likes Down Payment Blues. So I, when I'm hearing this, I go, well, Eddie likes Down Payment Blues, so he'd be a guy like if I was at a bar. Like we would like like the same shit on the jukebox, so uh, I give him credit for that. Um, he's he, like <laughs> in his drunken state, he's trying to like make it 
like play that song so so that's not bad um so i give him credit there you know it's not it's like it's all right it's kind of a mess it's it's it makes me think of a much 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 better song down payment blues but it's it's you know on this album hey you got you know you gotta you gotta embrace what you can embrace it's like it's not a total piece of shit so hey thumbs up what do you think eric <laughs> oh god! But by this we, we don't point, need to hear you, Eric. By, by this fucking point in the album, I was already getting so fucking pissed off. I, I can't even remember how the fuck this song goes. It was just so bad. I was blocking it out from my memory. Like I, I'm starting to miss Silent Lucidity at this fucking point. This shit's so fucking bad. It's like an album full of Silent Lucidities. At least Silent Lucidities only like what four fucking minutes. This is like fucking forty or fifty fucking minutes of bullshit. This is terrible. Like, just fuck this goddamn shit. That chorus is crap. Um, I can't even go on about this song, because the idea of a dick in my ass does not impress me. Fuck this shit. Oh, God, we got a fucking bonus track. Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. I think this Why is going to be a bonus in this shit. Well, because they only had nine fucking songs, and, you know, the, the label said, hey, we got to fill up a CD. It's fine. You know, let me just say this. I'll say this for Dawkins. Even though we all... Our first episode was actually back for the attack, and that song, that album, we agreed was it was too it was too bloated, CD age, too many songs. There's good songs. On yeah, there. yeah, you see what I'm getting at, Eric. Yeah, the thing is, even though there were too many songs on that album, the worst song on that album was better than the best song on this album. Oh yes. Think about that. Think about that. Because Dawkins was fucking in their peak. They were fucking throwing their dick around and doing awesome shit. And this is what pisses me off. A fucking band, just because of what they did a few years prior with David Lee Roth, this album sold more copies than fucking Back for the Attack. Disgusting. It's not, it's not fucking fair. That's bullshit. Back for the Attack, they, they, you know, and it's part, partially docking in the label's fault because they weren't releasing enough singles from that fucking album. And that was their best-selling album. But... You know, there were so many fucking awesome songs of Back for the Attack. I know, and Under the Lock and Key is so much better than Back for the Attack. Oh, uh, what do you mean? Fucking Standing in the Shadows, The Prisoner, so many fucking great songs. Yeah, Kisses, Mr. Death. Scary, Heaven Sad. A lot it's of great songs. It's a good album, but it doesn't have Unchained the Night, their fucking greatest song ever. Oh, I fucking love that damn song. That should have been a single, too. Hey, Under Lock and Key should have had more singles, in my opinion. Damn uh, right. Dokken was knocking out great song after great song after great song. Fucking Van Halen fucking resting on their laurels just because they were once a great band. Do a fucking half-ass album like this, and it sells more copies just because they're called Van Halen. You know? Fucking Dokken were in this zone knocking out all these fucking great songs. Even the worst song. Fucking, you know... Fucking, sorry, know. Sammy fans came out for this album. Yeah, yeah, they came out of the fucking closet. There was a, there was a <laughs> fucking catchy pop ballad, a pop ballad. That's it. That's what this album was based on. And then they had a fucking middle of the road catchy fucking Billy Ray Cyrus country song. And that's about it. Fucking it. That's all this fucking album had. Fucking back for the attack buries his fucking album. And and yet this album sold uh, more copies it's fucking it's an abomination okay so now anyway and that being said and that's what i'm saying docking had songs to burn they had too many songs they had too many fucking songs and back for the attack 
Whereas this album can barely have two or three songs that even sound like songs. And, 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 and they, can barely, they can barely fill a CD. Their fucking label comes back and says, hey, you don't have enough songs for a CD. So they, so what do they do? They go, I don't know. Sammy Hagar says, hey, I love Little Feet because they're a fucking middle-of-the-road blues rock group from the 70s. They're fucking great. Fucking Little Feet. So he goes, hey, let's, let's do a Little Feet cover. And Eddie's so fucked up at this point that he goes, yeah, okay. <laughs> like he ever even listened to Little Feet. He probably doesn't even know who they are. He's like, what? He, a- he probably doesn't know who fucking originally did the Ice Cream Man. Yeah, he doesn't know. He, uh, to be said, no, he doesn't know. He knows like Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, ACDC. That's what Eddie knows. Maybe he knows the Kinks. You know, that could be Eddie. That's about it. He's not pre-Kinks. He doesn't know anything before that. You know, <laughs> but but so Sammy, like David Lee Roth, Sammy goes, hey, how about this? I like Little Feet. You know. You know, Sammy Hagar maybe once, you know, went all the way for a woman while listening to a Little Feet song. So he listened to that because that was a moment. You know, it was a moment. You know, there was some, like, you know, halfway average looking chick that threw me a fuck in 1972. A to this, fuck. Yeah, to, to a Little Feet album. So I got fond memories. Hey, how about this? And Eddie's oh, like, whatever. Lord. Whatever makes the label say, okay, we're done. I'll do. So he does this. So they do this fucking shitty cover of a Little Feet song, which uh, it's this bluesy song. It's it's not like even like they're doing it wrong. Like yeah, it sounds like a set bluesy rock song. Is Eddie Eddie doing the piano on it? I don't know, but you know it sounds like competent bluesy piano. It's a competent cover. That's all I can say about it. Like, it probably, I never listened to the original Little Feet song. I imagine this sounds kind of like it. So it sounds like, yeah, hey, we're making this song sound like the song. Does it sound like a Van Halen song? No. By any fucking means of the imagination, does it sound anything like a Van Halen song? To me, you know, the great covers that are on Diver Down, the thing that's great about them is they sound like Van Halen. Like, they take the song. No yeah, greatest, greatest cover version yeah. of fucking Pretty Woman ever it, done. Oh, and my God. Yeah, hell yeah. Is that, you know, I'm glad you brought that up, Bushy, because that's the thing. They take Roy Orbison, you know, and they take one, his greatest, like, you know, biggest hit that's so distinct, and they can make that sound like Van Halen. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. Here, they're taking fucking Little Feet, and I'm guessing it just sounds like Little Feet. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Little Feet should sue Sammy Hagar for Sammy fucking Hagar, defamation. Van Hagar can't make Little Feet their own. But they couldn't but Van Halen, if they like off, could take fucking the Kinks, they could take fucking Roy Orbison, they could take thing artists like that and still make the song their own. But when they do a fucking Little Feet cover of Sammy Hagar, it probably just sounds like lesser Little Feet, it's my guess. Because <laughs> this song fucking sucks. What do you think of this bonus track, Bushy? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a confident cover of a okay blues song. Um, I, I know the Little Feet song. Yes, yeah, so House and Rank. And you're right. It sounds exactly like it. I think this is this is what eventually killed '80s metal, where bands 
were told by record companies they had to add something in. I mean, come on, Cherry Pie was not a song that was supposed to happen. Ah, this is one of those things that I think was put in to fill space because it was not on the cassette release. It was not on the vinyl release. It was strictly on the CD release. And, and I, I'm not impressed. My, my two favorite uh, David Lee Ross songs are uh, Ice Cream Man and Stay Frosty. And they are my two favorite David Lee Roth era Van Halen songs because I love the blues. And are those songs similar? Yes. Are, are they very bluesy? Yes. Now, is Stay Frosty a good song? Fuck yeah, it is. But Ice Cream Man fucking bangs. This oh, is yeah. something just to fill up space. I don't know that this was a Sammy Hagar thing. I think it's more of a, the record company said, look, bitch, we have this new format that's out now. And we need another song. Yeah, I agree. I think, but, but I think Sammy was the one who probably thought of this song when they said that. Because I, I can't imagine Eddie. Of course it was Sammy because yeah. you guys fucking hate on Sammy so hard. Well, I'm, I, not, I'm just saying, does this sound like the kind of music that influenced Eddie Van Halen? That's all, you know. So I'm guessing it's him. But, you know. but we don't know anything about what Alex likes or what fucking Michael Anthony likes. They, yeah, they, maybe. Yeah, they maybe they, they seem to be kind of hired guns. They do what they got to do. It's possible. And, and they're very talented and very proficient at what they do. I don't know who made this choice. I yeah, can't I find, I, you know, I can't find anything. I've searched Wikipedia. Uh, I haven't read Sammy's book, but he hasn't talked about he was the one that picked a political blues. I don't know. It's a competent cover of a midstream blues song by a not blues band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I am not a fan of this song. You know, if, uh, what, what the hell is the song I hated so much, feel so good, is my least favorite. This one as a bonus track would even replace feels. So I would rather him hear feel so good been a political blues and i love the blues yeah i i'm with you this is where we're totally in sync bushy because i agree i love the blues i love a lot of rootsy 70s rock and this is my least favorite track and that's saying yeah. a lot on this album it's but just it's just, it, it's, it's just so not van halen that's no, the thing it's not because you take ice cream man yeah, that's like that's an old 1940s yeah. 50s blues song and, and dude we kicked its ass yeah, and they did the things like the full bug and stuff like that. They're, they they have done bluesy material, yes, but made it their own. But this just does not sound like Van Halen. No, know? it's I, I think this yeah. is one of those. Look, we're at the end of our recording session. Oh fuck, we got to do another song. Uh, let's do this one. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was Sammy. It, I don't know. Little has got it, some good songs out I there. Agree. I couldn't tell you any of them, but maybe. It's random enough that, who knows, it could have been some A&R guy. <laughs> who knows? It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah, I like a little feet. I have a... Because you know, I'm with you. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's just a competent cover of a blue song. The problem is, is note for note. There, there's yeah. nothing memorable about this song. Yep. And, and I don't consider this part of the album. Yeah, well, you're pretty much Bushy said everything I think about about it so what do you think eric oh my god a fucking bonus track do we really need a bonus track we already <laughs> suffered enough that 
Fucking Jane Lane from Warren overdosed because of this fucking song. Fuck this shit. Sammy Hagar trying to be bluesy and soulful. This man has no soul. This man don't know the fucking blues, but he gives me the blues every time he fucking sings and opens his fucking mouth. But Sammy Hagar is the kind of guy I think mayonnaise is fucking spicy. He's what the the Latinos call a fucking gringo. This guy is so fucking white. He has no fucking soul. Just, uh, that... Uh, by this point in the album, I, like, literally, like, turned off the fucking album and, like, punched the wall out of fucking anger. <laughs> this shit pissed me off so goddamn much. I fucking hate this goddamn song. I hate this album. Oh, like, <laughs> fuck this shit. Fuck you, Sammy Hagar. Give me my fucking reparations, you fucking asshole. Let, let's all recommend something because I'm sick of this shit. Goddamn. Wait, uh, we're going to recommend. I just got to say one more thing, though, about this album. Because we haven't talked about it. And then we'll Rest in peace, Janie Lane. Now, we're going to wrap Sound it up. killed him. We haven't talked about the title yet. So I just want to talk about the title, and then we'll go go to our recommendations. Okay. Oh, this, my God. Are you going to make the eat him a smile fucking... Yes, I have oh to. You know what? Because they fucking did it. I'm just saying. Hey, hey, hey they, they're the ones fucking people in glass houses. That's all I'm fucking saying. Well, another thing that really annoys me about this album is that they have the fucking balls to make the little fucking snarky joke, OU812. Are you fuck? Hey, 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 hey. 5150 wasn't half the album of Eat Him and Smile. Hey, and I'll even say that David Lee Roth never touched Eat Him and Smile himself. You know, I think almost everyone agrees. It's easily his best album. I think Eat Him and Smile's better in 1984. So it's even, he beats the six pack, one of the albums in the six pack. You know, um, actually, I would put it. Uh, I I like it better in Diver Down. I know you guys don't, but I would put it ahead Diver Down too. I the only four I would put the first four Van Halen albums ahead of Eat 'Em and Smile. That's it. But Eat 'Em and Smile is a fucking rock and roll amazing. Mass- you know what? It's a great it, album. It is. You a- know what? Too the fact that they named this album OU812. The fact that they acknowledged Dave. Yeah. Is we is showing a sign of weakness. It is. If they it, didn't acknowledge Dave, like it, it you know, it would have looked better on Van Halen's side. But the fact that they had to acknowledge his album, it's petty. It just shows, yeah, it shows it, it, weakness. It's petty, but also, come on, come on. You telling me you listen to the fuck it this album? Now, what was, was the Cheech Chong movie where OU812 was on the license plate? I don't buy that. Even though I know, I know they say it was on it, but I'm not <laughs> like even if they saw that. They, they thought, hey, let's use that because it's making fun of Dave. There's, there's no way that this wasn't meant to be a little jab. Especially, let's be fair, at this time period, Van Halen already kind of proven to be winning. Already. And obviously, a year or two later, they were clearly winning. True story. Um, True yeah, story. At that time period, you know. Um, so you and, think it's just something they said to... Uh, I think they might well, have... Well, the fires... I think they might have saw the Cheech and Chong movie. That might have been the initial inspiration. But Come then on, they, in the 70s and 80s, nobody but, saw Cheech and Chong. No, 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 I think they might have saw it, but they laughed at it thinking, hey, this is a little jab at Dave at the same time. I think it was both. I would stipulate. I would stipulate. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you know, the fact is, you know, and even you, Bushy, kind of agree. Like, you know, this, this album is definitely, at very least, 
kind of half-assed. It's not all the way there. It's definitely not the most hard rock in Van Halen album. We can no, it's, it. it's a good pop yeah. rock yeah. album. So, so to it's com- very of the time. I, yeah. I, I so really think it needs a remix. Yeah, but what I'm getting at, you know, you get what I'm getting at. I'm saying to kind of be as brazen to kind of make a jab at an album that is clearly more hard rocking and kind of delivering the goods more. You know, it'd be one thing if you make a jab at Skyscraper, but to, but to go against... But to go against, you know, that album, you know. Dude, and Eat Him a Spouse is a good album. That's the real seventh Van Halen album. Come on, let's be real. Eddie had a problem with Dave. Yeah. And and he eventually had a problem with fucking Sammy. Man, I love Eddie as a guitar player. My problem with this whole Sammy versus Eddie and we never talk about fucking Sharon. My whole problem with this thing is is that nobody looks at fucking Eddie. Well, I do. Well, that's I, I do, know, yeah. I, I, do. I, I just I, really I blame fucking Eddie. Sammy because he yeah, opens I, his fucking mouth all the I goddamn don't do time. That. I, well, I, look, I, when it comes to me. Sammy, me and, me and Metal Mike were talking the other night just, just talking. We weren't recording. And we, we laugh. Like, because everybody that interviews Sammy asks the Van Halen question. Everybody does. The other problem is, is that Sammy always brings Van Halen into the fucking equation. Yeah. Let me tell. Let me tell you this. I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, he it was his biggest moment. You know, even though he yeah. he, he did have a, a big hit in the '80s. Let's face it. His biggest, the biggest thing about his career and his life was that he was, you know, Van Halen for those. But guess you know. what? I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care. And I look at it this way: there, there are actors that I love that I don't agree with, and they say shit that pisses me off. I'm not going to stop watching their movies. There are musicians that I love that say shit that I don't agree with. I'm not going to listen to their music. When it comes to Sammy and these questions keep coming up or he keeps saying this shit, you know what I do? I roll my eyes. I'm like, whatever. Let me hear you next time. Yeah, listen, I like I said, I, you know, I'm the exception. I think you can hear that, Bushy. I don't blame everything on Sammy. I have, I, I don't have as high of an opinion of him as an artist as you do. Obviously, but, that's fair. But I like yeah. simple fucking music. I mean, let's be real. Let's like be real. I, said, I like a, simple a, music. I think Sammy, like I said, I think he's just a straight up fine, like kind of raspy hard rock singer. You know, he can deliver a hard rock song or a power ballad. Yeah, he can great. he he can do that. He can't kind of do that extra element that takes it to the next level. I think, which I felt David Lee Roth did. With can I the ask band. you a question? Yeah. If you put this album up against for unlawful carnal knowledge, I like I think for because I think that album played to Sammy's strengths more. I think like I said, it, there was less synth stuff. Le- like, less synth. Oh yeah. my god! It's less just synth. not it's just not his thing. He can't do it, you know. And it's ironic. It's the ultimate irony that 
because it was a period where where Eddie liked playing synthesizers, and it's like that was like kind of it just didn't work with Sammy's voice. I I don't even think just from a purely sonic standpoint, it sounds really good to Sammy because he's got kind of a raspier voice. I just don't think it really works with him. <laughs> he's, a, he's a great rock and roll singer, but yeah, I, I think. Like, oh God, I, no! I, I think Fuck's better because that plays more to his strengths. You know. You know what? If I'm going to be objective. <laughs> And God knows that uh, here at the Plug Podcast, we are pathetically yeah. subjective. If I was going to be objective, yeah, for unlawful carnal knowledge, there's a reason that was such a fucking global sensation. What a great fucking record. Even right here, right now. I don't like that song. I can hear why it's a hit. I will say this. Unlike this album... It's it's very similar to actually a little ain't enough because it's interesting because to me they were kind of paralleling each other. It sounds like both David Lee Roth and Van Halen both kind of recognized that their second album after Van Halen wasn't quite what the first one was. Like you know OU812, even though I know you like it better than 5150, most people don't think that. Yeah, most uh, people can. They, they yeah. definitely prefer 5150. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So there's definitely kind of an acknowledgement that, yeah, even though we had like two hits from this, most people didn't like this album as much as the other one. And I think the same with David Lee Roth. Like most, pe- most people thought both of them, you know, David Lee Roth and Van Halen kind of softened up and had too many simps. And, and you could see that with both their albums, uh, with Fuck and A Little Ain't Enough, both of them are kind of going back and like trying harder. Like, yeah. hey, the music's more hard rocking on both those albums, and yes. they're kind of bringing a little more of their A game. Like, they're trying a little bit more. Unfortunately for Dave, to me, that's a great album. It's just the time was not right. Like, people associated him too much as an 80s artist, and there was a kind of flamboyant Vegas kind of fun quality that he brought to the music that was just out of fashion. The right. album's great. I love that album. I think it's easily his second best solo album. Yeah, Little uh, Enough's good album, man. Yeah, but it was just out of step with the time. Yeah. Where, whereas Fuck kind of hit the time just right, just perfect. You know, it. so that's why that was such a big album. But I do think you can hear that Eddie sobers up a little bit, it sounds like, for that album. He's trying a little bit more. The songs are a little punchier. That You got like, you know... Um, top of the world and like round and round and pound cake like he's just he he can bring it a little bit more yeah great it's, songs it's not to me it's not like comparative to the the, the the six pack you know but he's bringing it more you could tell he's trying a little bit more and he's delivering a kind of early very early 90s popular hard rock album which is more I would actually half ass agree with that because the fourth album's yeah, uh, not a fan. Not well, a same, fan. same, and both of them kind of again. David Lee Roth and Van Allen again, like they kind of, kind of get it together, and then they kind of drop the ball again on the fourth. Well, they, they kind of, yeah, they kind of felt like, okay, well, this is the, uh, this, this is the man. What's the word I'm looking for? Not method, but this is the, this is what we have to do to, to get hits. Yeah, and then they kind of went on tilt. Both of them went on tilt in the mid '90s. That's why it was yeah. that like, it felt like because, because David Lee Roth stuff yeah. did better than David Lee Roth stuff. Yeah, uh, did. balance did do better, although it was you know not like fuck, but it did yeah, do a no. little bit 
No, for unlawful carnal knowledge, I will stand by. That is a great fucking record, man. And if you take that name off of that record, if you take Van Halen off of that record, and you keep those same musicians, everybody would love it. Oh, that album sucks ass. <laughs> fuck that album. Yeah, fuck's an appropriate name for that album, because fuck that album. God I, 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 Eric, I, shut up. You don't even I, get a I, vote because you're a Ian Wadley fucking Sammy hater. Fuck you. I, I agree. I agree. Hey, Ian Wadley rules. I agree. <laughs> I think it fuck wasn't Van Halen, and if you weren't comparing it to, like, the six-pack, people would think of that album more fondly. I, I do agree with that. I, 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 I think it's fondly as fuck. I think it's just... Carl knowledge is amazing. I don't love it as much as you, Bushy, but I think it's a solid 91, like, uh, hard rock album. That's better what... than Balance? Oh, yeah, boy, yeah. I, I think this album's better than Balance. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, so imagine how much I hate Balance. <laughs> hey, there's two, there's two songs I like on this album. There ain't one song I like that's, on Balance. That's hardcore. <laughs> the Balance is horrible. Oh, my God. I got to take a leak so you guys talk real quick. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's it, Eric. You did very good. You you hanged in there with all this fucking van. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So, well, well, why don't we start with you? We're gonna work our way backwards. We'll start with you, then me, then Bushy for our recommendations. For sure. Uh, yeah. My recommendation is uh, one: don't listen to this fucking album. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I I definitely recommend, man. Get yourself a bottle of Jack Daniels. Fucking drink it. Play a real Van Halen album. So any album off the six pack, and then you know go eat some fucking pussy like a goddamn man. You know, <laughs> make make your girl like Sam Casanova said. Make your girl come twice before she even sees your dick. Creates the illusion that you care. You know, it, it just just do it. Listen to Van Halen. <laughs> eat some pussy. Drink some Jack Daniels. Uh, if you're gonna eat her pussy twice before she sees your dick, just make sure you got a cup of water, though. You don't want to come into work the next day looking like you fell off your bike. Um, just yeah, that's why I fucking recommend everyone out there. God damn, uh, Edwin, what do you want to recommend? I can recommend because after like here in Cabo Labo, and I've been on a little bit of a kick with this artist the past couple weeks anyway, and I was just like, you know, all oh, this fucking stepdad fucking having a vacation in the you know, a tropical environment kind of thing. Eating fajitas. Yeah, I was like, you know, yeah, it's kind of, uh, let's, let's listen to like a good island record. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going with the Whalers Catch a Fire from 1973. Um, I don't know, that's Bob Marley's group. Now, there was later editions where they called Bob Marley and the Whalers, um, which they really shouldn't be doing. It's some cheeky shit there but because they were just called the whalers before bob marley became a solo artist kind of like alice cooper and and you know alice Wasp. cooper bands yeah yeah little thing um but essentially the whalers were a band bob marley was the main songwriter and lead singer but they were an actual band and this was uh the second to last album their most famous album is burning which also that he retroactively called bob marley and the whalers <laughs> But yeah. Burning was a Whalers album as well, and that's a great album. I love, I love Burning, but and that has like you know some of their biggest hits like I Shot the Sheriff and um, you know Get Up Stand Up and all that. But Catch a Fire is my favorite thing that Bob Marley ever did. It's uh, it's it has that vibe, you know, the album that's always like the album before the biggest album, where it's like it's catchy, but it has that edge that maybe they soften a little bit on their biggest hit. 
So Catch a Fire is like that album to me. It's like a perfect album. Um, I'm, oh, I'd say I'm a casual reggae fan. It's not my favorite kind of music, but I do like it at time and time. But let me say, this is one of those albums that transcends genre. Like, even if you don't like reggae, if you just like rock music from the 70s, there's a good chance you might like Catch a Fire. Nice. It's one of those albums that just transcends genre. If you just like soulful, dark, meaty, kind of bluesy, soulful rock and roll music, you might like Catch a Fire. It's a crossover kind of album to me. Um, uh, it's a, yeah, like, you know, Peter Tosh's guitar works amazing on it. And the songwriter is great. Concrete Jungle, Slave Driver. 400 years stir it up kinky reggae midnight years is one of my favorite fucking reggae songs of all time amazing song yeah. amazing song and peter tosh wrote that one uh, and both bob marling and peter tosh were both bringing their a-game on this album it's a perfect it's a perfect album to me it's the greatest reggae album ever it transcends the genre and it's if you're not really into that kind of music this is definitely an album i would point you to um, it's just, it's awesome. Like a lot of awesome music from the early seventies. It's, it's kind of like, it's a kind of album. Like if, if you think, Oh, Bob Marley, you just know a couple of the hits and you think it's like a, a bunch of hype. Listen to this fucking album. That's what all, I'm all people know is fucking no woman, no cry. Yeah. If they just know they that, haven't heard Kaya, they haven't heard 400 years. Yeah. The, the, great this, record. But you great. Yeah. This is a great album. Listen to this album. And you'll hear, like, then suddenly you'll get it. You're like, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, like Bob Marley was a great artist. He was a great songwriter. It's that kind of album. It could totally turn you around if you've never listened to it. So, yeah, so yeah, that's my recommendation. Nice. Catch a fire. What's your recommendation, Bushy? What have you and, been into? And Bushy, oh. because you're a Van Hagar fan, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yeah, because I don't have a album for you. I it it could book. be a movie. It could be a book. Even better. Or a book. porno. Could be anything you want, Bushy. No, I have a book. This is called Sammy Hagar's Cocktail Hits. Oh, geez, really? Christ. Is this a real thing, or are you making this up? No, this is a real thing. Oh, okay. God, he actually did write a fucking book like that? Dude, I, I have the hardcover version. I would turn my camera on to show you. Oh, God. This is all of Sammy Hagar's drink recipes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need, a, I need a drink after listening to Sammy Hagar. That shit was rough. Hey, shut up. <laughs> Forward by Guy Fieri, one of my favorite chefs. Oh, Jesus, Guy it's Fieri. 85 personal favorites from the Red Rocker himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Tells you how to make the greatest drinks of all time using all fresh, natural ingredients. It's absolutely amazing. And I do want to say, Edwin, yeah. Eddie, um, yeah. <laughs> if, if you can get into Bob Marley, you got to check out Buju Bonton and check out Supercat. Okay, I haven't actually listened to them. Because so that's they, a little more hardcore. When I think of Bob Marley, I think I, I think cruise rock or, or cruise reggae. You know what I mean? That's the stuff you want to play for the tourists. Well, he had to, he had the other side, and that's like Catch a Fire to me. It's a little more yeah. built in, It's a little raw. He had right. he had like two sides to him. So go check out Buju Bantan and go check out fucking Supercat because that's way more. Oh, well, I will definitely. I'll probably dig that. So that's the thing. Because like I said, I'm more of a casual reggae fan. So I do like a lot of dub, too. I have a great like uh, box set also um, that I would recommend. Uh, the Trojan dub box set. Uh, I have a lot of that stuff. So I'm kind of... And I like some Lee Scratch Perry, too. So 
I definitely got it. So what are the name of those cats again? Uju Bonton. Uju Bonton. I'm writing this down now, actually. And uh, Super Cat. Super Cat's the guy that he actually was with... Uh, I just want to fly. Put your arms around me, baby. Uh, what was that band? You remember that from the nineties? Yeah, oh, yeah. Kravitz song. I yes. just want to fly away. Yeah, super. Uh, no, uh, not fly away. No, no, I love that fucking young song. One. Eddie, Eddie knows. Shut up, Sugar, young Ray. <laughs> Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Yeah, that guy that did. That, I just want to fly. That's Super Cat. That's the poppiest thing he ever did in his fucking life. Okay, so that's not usually what it ships. Yeah, like. don't don't do that shit. Okay. This, this stuff is what I call hardcore reggae. I discovered it while I was deployed to Haiti in 1994. It's a different world. Check out Buju Bonton. He's got kind of a uh, uh, a DMX voice. <laughs> yeah, I got I got both these guys. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. It, it's Super Cat. He, I mean, he performed with Heavy D, and everybody just knows Heavy D and the Boys. Yeah. But they don't know Heavy D doing his reggae stuff. So check that stuff out, man. I think you'll dig it. If, yeah. if, if you like music, if you don't like music and only like cruise rock or cruise reggae, as I call it, then stick with <laughs> stick with uh, Bob Marley. No, well, you know, I like all that shit. And I like, uh, like I said, I like a lot of dub. I love a lot of 80s hip hop. So I'd probably like this, actually. So yeah. uh, I'm curious, though, uh, with the Sammy drinks, <laughs> to bring it back to your book recommendation. Oh, yes, sir. Did you actually? How many of these drinks have you actually made and tried? Uh, two, because man. Me too. Do you know how much money it costs to make his drinks? <laughs> Look, here, here's one recipe for his mojito. An 808 mojito. You have to have a, like a half ounce of fresh pineapple, fresh mango, fresh yuzu. I don't even know what the fuck yuzu juice is. Kaffir lime leaves. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, lychee simple syrup, dude. There's there's a lot of things in here. Like you're gonna have to spend some money to make his drinks. But I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. You and fucking rich stepdad. Yeah, I'm already ingredients that you can't afford. Fuck your stepdad, bitchly Rock. No, no, fuck you, no, fuck Daily Rock. Will <laughs> fucking buy a bottle of Jack Daniels and have fifty fucking bitches in his bed sucking his dick. Sammy Agar makes his expensive drinks and like maybe like one fat chick. David Lee like Roth is out there lost his space right now. I've seen him. He looks like the doctor. I don't yeah, give a fuck. That, that man gives more more ass than anyone. Hey, say, here's my mixed drink. Jack Daniels and I'm fucking your girlfriend. That's my mixed drink. <laughs> <laughs> I would do vodka on your girlfriend, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. All right, Bushy, you you've been such a great guest. Yes. You're such a sport. You know, you're into it. You know, there's no kink shame in here. You don't mind getting sodomized while talking about Van Hagar album. Not at all. <laughs> like like if you'd have picked 5150 or Balance, this may have gone a different way. But it um, was, yeah, but we won't pick you for those albums because that won't I, be as much fun. Like I I'm not listening to fucking Balance. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've got to re-listen to Balance because I know there were oh, some hits God. off of it because it, it was a big album too. Well, yeah, they had one love song and it had love in the title. So every, it was a horrible one that had like, oh, the I fucking hate that damn song at the wedding or something. Oh, but, I got, but I got to tell you, thank you so much for having me on again. Um, oh, yeah. 
I, I'm a little offended because it's like, <laughs> hey, we need to rape somebody. Let's have Bushy on. That's that. That's kind of weird. <laughs> hey, hey, make sure you grab some like. Uh, make sure you get some ice packs on your ass. No, no, because this time you guys were more wrong than you were on the first time. No, we were more right. I mean, this, yeah, this, this, yeah. This is worse than girls, girls, girls. Wait, hey, if you had to pick, which hey, let's let's solve this yeah, right now. Bushy. Is this better than Girls, Girls, Girls? OU812? OU812 versus Girls. Yeah, come on. Come on. Why you gotta think about this shit that long? Which one's better? No, because I really did have to think about it for a second. What? And I'm going through the track list again. Yeah, I'll take Girls over this. I said, there you go. So there you go. So, so, So we weren't wrong to rape you more for this. You were because you guys are just Hammy haters. Yeah, but this is worse than Girls, Girls, Girls. Even you admitted that. Yeah, and Girls, 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 Girls is not a good album. So that uh, makes girls it so really great. bad. Oh, no, no. Two is great. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I love you, Bushy. Well, we're going to have you again on soon. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can't be. I, I cannot wait to be sodomized again. You know what? To be nice, we'll break it up a bit. Maybe we'll do a Cure album we all like, all right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Let's do an album that uh, I hate. So what, what's that? Well, oh, yeah. Let's go the other way. What's an album you hate that you think we would like? Just throw Anything by Rush. I fucking love Rush. God damn, oh, okay. I love Rush. Okay, okay, okay. I even love Hold Your Fire, and everyone <laughs> hates, even Rush fans hate that album. I fucking love that album. Okay, okay, we'll pick, uh, like... It, I hear the beauty of the thing that is Xanadu, and I'm like, what the fuck are you pussies listening to? Okay, this is we, Xanadu, man, that shit rules. Okay, oh, we might have to do God. that. We might have to do a Rush uh, review with... with uh, Bushy, Illinois Mark. Mark will be listening to it. Go, oh my god! <laughs> oh, fucking. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Fucking well, Getty Lee, that guy. Right, what a shitty go. singer. You guys, you like fucking Getty Lee and don't like Getty Sammy Lee Hagar. Fucking Eric, rules. you're done. Getty Lee doesn't sound sucks. like the old man. Getty Lee doesn't sound like the creepy uncle like in the stall <laughs> next to <laughs> trying to take a fucking shit. Hey, hey, hey guys. Hey, hey. We're saving this for the rush episode. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're to be continued. In a few months, we'll do a rush episode of Bushy. But anyway, thanks again, Bushy. You're awesome. It's great having you on the show. And we'll have you on again. And thanks again. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. That's a good episode. And, no, uh, I, I, I appreciate it, guys. Shit out of this you one. guys cracked me up. <laughs> and, and you know me. I can, I can take all the shit. I don't care. I like what I like. And, uh, yeah. and you guys rule like... I, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, that, and now yeah. that you got you got a job again, you can afford one of those Sammy Hagar drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right. Later, Bushy. Later, Eric. Later, guys. All right, you guys be good. Listen oh, to yeah. real Van Halen. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sammy. Oh, yep. God. Damn good time. It's one for the money 
Damn good time. 